0: the party. let's get back to crazy jimmy
1: got myself the I'll be the one and only the MC. always have the close of jimmy
2: i'm your one wanna be gimme take you out
1: hello 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 what's up everybody Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a great show for you guys today. We Not only do we have Hollywood royalty, we also have music royalty coming on. And uh, so it's going to be a great show. We're very excited about it. Before we get started, let me introduce you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell.
2: Hey, everybody. It's going to be a great show. I met Morgan years ago. I'm trying to – actually, I forgot that I met her. And a good friend of mine in New York said, don't you remember meeting her? You told me all about it years ago. I said, you know, I meet so many people. How do I remember? In my memory now, starting to think of it, I remember that she had the most wonderful head of hair and the most beautiful face. Her face was like ivory, chiseled ivory. Now we have to find out where we met. That's like, you know, I went to a restaurant one day, had lunch, and Joan Collins was at the table next to me. Do You think I know the name of the restaurant. Oh, I know it was on 3rd in Los Angeles, and it was upstairs on the balcony where we ate. I have eaten in so many restaurants, and I see so many celebrities because when, you know, we hung out in those days, we all hung out together. crowd used to go up to San Angelo's Pizzeria in Beverly Glen, and that's where all the soapies, big stars of Dynasty and all the other stars hung out. And I went up there with my very best friends, Diane Parkinson and Janice Bennington from The Price is Right. And uh, we knew, San Pietro, I think it was called. Because was Peter, I think, went off to marry. What's her name from uh, Wheel of Fortune? Uh, Vanna White. Vanna White. If my these are all correct, I don't remember. But anyway, we all used to drive up to Beverly Glen and we hid behind bushes that were put on the patio so that the drive-bys couldn't see who they were there was always, I mean, that beautiful girl, I forgot her name, from one of those, one of the beautiful eye makeup, the blonde, a big star from one of those shows of the day, just to hang out there all the time. Why can't I remember her name? She was so sweet. Anyway, I either met Morgan at, at the candy store or at, um, or maybe at, um, one of the restaurants in town. I may have been with Lee Winkler when I met her, or I may have been with Diane Parkinson and, and uh, Jan Pennington, or I may have been with Lee uh, Davis. I was with somebody, but I don't remember where. Awful, you know, some people would fail to meet Morgan. And they would remember it forever. I- I'm trying hard. Like I said, in our business, we all meet quickly. I don't think she remembers me either. I mean, I'm gonna ask her, you know who I am? She's gonna say, no way. So, you know, I don't feel bad, but I remember her. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman, My gosh. She was all in white. I remember seeing her like a vision, glaring, bright white, with that beautiful light blonde hair and that bustling face. A beautiful girl,
1: beautiful. Anyway, let's say hi to our chat room, because our chat room is filling <coughs> up. Hello, hello, chat room. We want to say hi, Teresa Saban is in Florida. Don Hinton is in California. Show her your watch.
2: Oh, it's a 40s watch. 49. 49. And It's a beautiful shade of, of, of water blue and chartreuse. Uh, sh- it goes with my
1: parrots, the shirt I have on. <laughs> they love your shirt. Yeah. Eileen is in the chat room. Hey, Eileen. Hey, Hi, Eileen. Eileen. How are you, see my dear? Oh, artist Miss Kim is in the chat room. And Boomer Maze, the football player, has joined us. And um, I know there's a lot more people, but it's not going fast enough. I can't see. So they've already disappeared. But well, we got a lot of fun show. Backpack John is in the show. Um, today and uh, another person I forgot Hey, Let's just look real quick. I
2: intend to ask Morgan a question.
1: I ask all of the stars that have been on
2: my TV show, past TV show, set the record straight. Um, what was said about you or printed about you that was not true, and now's your chance to set the record straight, clean it up, and let's see what Morgan has to say, has to say about that.
1: Um, also you guys, one, uh, one of the reasons, um, uh, at WorldStar PR, we're working with the company fan room live and, and Morgan is going to be doing a fan room live, live virtual meet and greet. And, uh, it is on the Sunday, February 21st at 5 PM Eastern time. And you can go to fan live.com to get tickets for it. Um, she's going to be the star of the day for that day and she's fabulous. And everybody will want to meet her, especially after you see her on our show. Um, so, we want to send I wish I away. could remember
2: what we spoke about because I remember I was seated and she was standing. And she came over to speak to somebody at our table. Then I was introduced to her, but I was spellbound by her beauty. I mean, really and truly, I mean, this woman is extremely gorgeous in person. Camera gets some of it. In person, she's got piercing features that nose, those eyes, those cheekbones. Just a stunning looking, beautiful woman.
1: Must- and one of my favorite. TV shows of all time, even though it only made it for one season, but I can't wait to ask her about it.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about it. But I, I, I know I must have said something about, oh, my God, you're so beautiful, because I, I was taken back. And I know all the beauties of Holly Jesus Christ, Jane Russell was my best friend. Who's more beautiful than Jane Russell? No one. I mean, I've been surrounded by beautiful women all of my life, all of my career life. Jane, uh young, Collins down, the- oh yeah, and even the blonde from Dynasty, I knew her. Linda Evans. Linda Evans, my daughter and I, I was going to interview her. We met at a convention center where she was signing pictures, and I said, Linda, do you want to come on my show, set the record straight? And she said, absolutely, Ron. Get for my airline, get to come down from Washington State, I'll be on your show. And she was just beautiful and charming and sweet, lovely. I mean, I've met so many, Jimmy said I should write a I said, I can't write a book because I don't remember all the people I've met.
1: You wrote every part mm-hmm. as you were going along, though. I know. Well,
2: listen, you know, I'm, I'm in the business 64 years. You think I remember 64 years? Come on, give me a break. I mean, from New York City to LA back to New York, back to LA back to, I mean, I went back and forth like a yoga. Let's say hi
1: real quick. Hi, who? Uh, Angela Joseph is in the chat Angela, room. I forgot Angela. Angie, How do you ever baby. forget Angela? Ian I never Smith could forget. Smith is in the Angela. chat room. Um, so, and Angela did a whole bunch to promote us. We want to give a shout out to Cindy Lady Lake. Lady Lake. She says she has to listen on the replay because she had a doctor's appointment or dentist appointment or something. Okay, good. And good, um, good, good. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, there's a lot of beautiful women who are so beautiful on television and pictures, and then you meet them in real life and they're even more beautiful. So, that's the way Carmen Electro was when I well, met Yeah, Carla Well,
2: that's how, that's how Morgan Fairchild is. Camera in oh, she's here too. Let's get her in. Because we don't have a lot of time. Wait, the camera sees Morgan in two dimensions. I saw her in three dimensions. And in three dimensions, hey. she's absolutely the most gorgeous woman in the world. Let's make sure we can hear her. Hello. Oh, Hello. Uh,
0: can you hear me? Can you yes. hear me? I just heard that lovely compliment. Thank you so much. All we have is compliments for you. You know, the you. compliments that... <laughs>
2: Morgan, the compliment said behind your back is the real compliment. I met you years ago. I'm trying to figure out who I was with. I was either with Lee Winkler or, or um, the girls from The Price is Right. They were my good friends. I met you somewhere, and I remember you were in white. You wore white, and your hair was outrageous, big. I couldn't get over the porcelain features. And I said to myself, <laughs> oh,
0: my Thank God, you she- so
2: much.
1: No, you're breathtaking in person. The camera does not do it. Let's do a real intro, though. Let's do an intro. All right, everybody. Let's do an intro. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy yeah. Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and stunningly gorgeous Morgan Fairchild. Hello, and welcome to the show.
0: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? Fantastic.
2: I, I, I'm doing so well because you're, so, <laughs> you're, so, you're still stunningly beautiful. And we're gay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and we're married. So we're not hitting on we're you. We're not hitting on you. It's right. just fabulous how <laughs> you are. No,
1: really and truly. Um. This is my co-host, Ron Russell. He's yes. our outrageous man about yes. town. Yes, and before we go any further, I want to
2: invite you. You know, I'm bringing back my old TV show, Set the Record Straight. On that show was Betty Davis, Cliff Robertson, Tippi Hedren, Lauren Bacall, Tony Curtis. The list goes on and on of people I have interviewed over the years because I'm 80 years old and I've been in the business 64 years. So I, I, you know, I knew the oldy, oldy, oldy ones. I want to invite you be my first guest when I bring back set the record straight and I would be so honored to have you up there with those celebrities because you are really I just saw you the other day on YouTube we plugged in uh hotel we watched the the, the pilot
1: episode of hotel and you
2: played a prostitute you were so fabulous I mean gorgeous (laughs) is not the word and I said to myself there's no money that it could ever buy her as a prostitute. That's a bad casting. <laughs> they should have gotten a woman less beautiful because, I mean, you'd have to be a
0: million-dollar broad for the night. Oh, I mean, thank you. Thank I mean, you. Bad casting. You know, I, I took that because I had the opportunity to work with Betty Davis.
2: Yes, and my friend. So, She's my buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I she kind of like half adopted me. She was so kind and so wonderful and so scary. <laughs>
2: I knew Betty very well. I tell everybody, I used to go to parties up in her place on uh, Havenhurst, and she would take a drag on a cigarette and scotch at the same time. I thought that was fascinating how the scotch and the cigarette it was
1: just amazing. <laughs> she, was quite, she was quite a lazy. We, we tuned in only because Sherry Belafonte is a dear friend. Yeah, Sherry Belafonte, and so is Lainey Kazan. We saw in the things that they were on it, and then right. you were on it, and I was like, oh my gosh. And Morgan and, and, oh, and I, and I, hope, I love
0: both of them.
1: Yeah.
2: Lainey Kazan is one of my most, I know Lainey 40 something years, we're very close. I adore Lainey, I adore her. So I was sitting there really in Hollywood heaven. Morgan Fairchild, Lainey Kazan, Sherry Belafonte, of course, they and have. they've all been on our show now that you're on our <laughs> show, okay. and, and especially that gorgeous, what's his name, Barbara Streisand,
3: what's his
0: name, Berlin. Jim Brolin. oh, James oh yes, was, he, oh, yeah, he, was he beautiful <laughs> back then? Wow, what did <laughs> oh, you, like and, him? you know, and I did Wee's Big Adventure with him too. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so Morgan, what's going on now? What, what's happening? You want to go to work
0: again? Um, you know, all what, the time. Well, not this year because the, the shutdown, there's just hardly anything going on. But one of the things I'm doing is I'm going to be doing some, um, I guess you'd call them virtual cons, you know, yes. like comic cons. Uh, I'm doing two. I'm doing one for uh, Fan Room Live on February 21st at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And then I'm doing one for Wizard World on February 6th. uh, That's at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. And so you know, I, I try to stay in touch with fans and stuff over the years. And uh, and this year it's been kind of hard. So it mostly it's been through Twitter and through Instagram and everything. But, um, you know, so this is an opportunity to just reach out to people and uh, answer some of the questions they're always asking me online and uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. You know, how did you like working with so-and-so or, you know, what color lipstick is that? <laughs> So two things. Let me First, let me help with that. First of all,
1: you guys, if you want to go to Morgan's Fan Room Live, you go to fanroomlive.com and you can get tickets. And for Wizard World, you go to wizardworldvirtual.com and just plug her name in because they all have a bunch of celebrities coming up. And, again, she's for, for uh, Wizard World. She's on February 6th. And uh, Fan Room Live, it's Sunday, February 21st. Um, and we have a chat room full of people with about eight countries represented. So I would like you just to say hi to everybody in the chat
0: Hello. Room. Hello. Oh,
1: I love <laughs> that. Now, everybody's waiting patiently
2: for me to ask the big question. I love how Tiffany Hedron did this when I interviewed her. You could see it on YouTube. She said, And now Ron Russell's going to ask the most important question in the world. And that question is what has ever been said about you that is not true? And you want to set that record straight? Do it now, Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> And now, look, it just got to think about it. Well, you know, unless they say plenty of crap about me, that's not true. Oh, funny.
0: listen, there's so many things that have been said that aren't true. It's just hard to narrow it down. <laughs> get, get I think the that. main one is that because I play bitches, everybody thinks I am a bitch. But actually, I'm this puppy dog from Texas. So, um, you know, but it's it's just hard to think of one. I you know, I, I mean, I've had women come up to me in ladies' rooms and accuse me of going out with their boyfriends where I don't know who their boyfriend is, but their boyfriend, they apparently caught their boyfriend with some blonde you know, that he <laughs> said was me. And she said, OK, she's famous. I'll let it go. <laughs> I was having
2: lunch one day on Third Avenue on Third Street, like Third. Joan Collins was in the table next to me. And then I got to talking to Joan Collins, and I said, you're really very sweet. You love playing bitches. And she looked at me, she said, it's easy, I am a bitch. (laughs) She said, it's easy, I am a bitch. I I said, Joan, you're far from a bitch. Joan Collins is one of the nicest, friendliest broads in the world.
0: Oh, dork. she is. And she's, and and she's a friend. Yeah, she's a friend of mine, too. I mean, we've worked together. We did a special back like in '84 called Blondes versus Brunettes. And of course, we had shows on at the same time. So you always see everybody at the different events and galas and stuff and, and uh, affiliate conventions and stuff. So, um, but we've been friends for a long time. And she's a wonderful, wonderful a person. Did you,
2: did you she you is. Have, did you ever hang out up at Holy Glen at San Canto's Pizzeria with the rest of the soap opera people?
0: Um, once in a while I went in there. Um, Not not very often, but once in a while. I think I met you there. That's coming in. And I was
2: with Janice Pennington and Diane Parkinson from The Price is Right.
0: Yes. And I know them both. Yeah.
2: That's where I met you. We were having pizza. Had you meeting Morgan
0: Fairchild? Hang on, I want to go I back, though. Hold on, hold on. All right. So
1: first of all, you guys, Morgan is she's followed me on Twitter for many years. You can follow her on Twitter. It's at Morgan Fair M O R G F A I R. Her Instagram is Morgan Fairchild what, number one at the end of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I used to be I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, and so my favorite things that you've done are all the fashion things. I actually own. Paper dolls, like I, I paid somebody to like record all of them, and I have them all on DVD the entire season because it was like my favorite show. We had Terry Farrell on our show. We have had a bunch of the people from it on our show uh, back in the day. I want you to give me some kind of insight and fans because it's literally my favorite like series TV show ever. I know it did only went one season, but I loved it. So tell oh, us, thank you, because it's my
0: favorite. Dolls. It's my favorite one that I ever did. I love that show. I was just killed when it got canceled. Uh, and I begged, I begged Lynn Goldberg every time I saw him at, at any gala in town, I would beg him to redo it. I said, hey, I can still play Racine. It doesn't say, you know, how old she's got to be. Uh, model agency head. Uh, no, I, I love that. Well, I, you want like nuanced stories? What do you want? Yeah, give,
1: me a, <laughs> just give me some kind of a cool story that's not too long since we don't have a lot of time. I, I'm sorry. We only have 20 minutes. Wait, go, 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 tell. Okay.
0: Story. Well, so we were going to shoot in New York. It was a two-hour movie pilot and we were going to shoot in New York and I was very excited because one of my hobbies is paleoanthropology and they were going to have a big paleoanthropology exhibit at the Museum of Natural History. And so um, Lynn called me up then and said, oh, you know, I just realized you don't have any exterior scenes, so you don't have to go to New York. I said, Lynn, you got to put me in something so I can go to New York. <laughs> I want to better this, uh, you know, paint. I want to see the skulls. <laughs> so so fine, he wrote me a scene in. He wrote me a couple of scenes in. So I have one scene where I come outside of the plaza and say, where's my limo? And, and then I have one with Brenda Vaccaro. We're in the backseat oh, of a... friend of mine. Brenda. I was yeah, I friend. love Brenda. And we're in the backseat of the limo. I really don't have anything to say, she's chewing me out because her daughter has gotten suspended from Revlon or whatever because she got caught doing coke and I'm like sitting here, I'm the model agency head and I'm thinking I did great because I saved her. She didn't get fired. She just got suspended for a while and she's screaming at me and so I have nothing to say. So we're driving down and I'm like, you know, I had gloves, so I'm just like wait, because Brenda's smoking, you know, and I'm waving, 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 and then when she got out, I just kind, of, I kind of ad libbed and said, James, if I said home, James, and if you can manage to hit Ms. Vaccaro on the way, big points, and <laughs> you know, they left it in. <laughs> so I was always like ad libbing my way through all this stuff. So then I get to go to the museum for the thing, and I'm, you know, they've got all these fabulous skulls. It's like a, if you're into paleoanthropology, it's one, it's a, like first time they've had all the major finds together so i was very excited to see it so i'm walking around this big plexiglass square with this very primitive uh, Skull in there, big cheekbones. You know, very looks like very gorilla looking, and so these two guys are walking around it and and uh, saying, "What is that?" Because it had a big ridge on its head, the skull, and they said, "What the hell is that?" And I said, "Uh, "Well, that's a sagittal crest, and you know that you can see where the cheekbones are and the muscles attached up there, and had to attach to that because it's a grinding um, herbivore." And and they looked in there, looking at the little cards, and they said. You know how do you where do you see that? And I said, No, no, I'm just telling you. That's not here. It should be here, but it's not here. And they said, Aren't you Morgan Fairchild? How do you know this shit? (laughs) 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 I said, Hey, I just one of my hobbies. I'm just telling you what you're looking at. It really was. It was so my
1: favorite show. Everybody, if you're listening, and you can find a way to watch it, it starred. uh Morgan Fairchild, Terry Farrell, Nicholas Sharon, Brenda Vaccaro, Dak Rambo, Mimi Rogers, and Lloyd Bridges were like the biggest names. It was a great show, especially uh, if you're I, into I, modeling I, and I, fashion.
2: I worked with Brenda Vaccaro for 13 weeks on Sarah, a TV show that didn't make it at Universal. It was when she played on the Modern Day Cowboy Girl. I was on a horse for 13 weeks. I was in pain. <laughs> lucky Brenda, you,
0: lucky Better than you, than me, honey. <laughs>
2: Wait, we used to hang out in her dressing room. It's a long story. I, I've told it before, but I'll I make it short. I can't tell it now. She was sitting in, no, I can't. It's too long of a story. It, that's won't, also, come, no, that's... it won't come off right. But anyway, Brenda <laughs> is a sweetie. She's an Italian girl from Texas, and her parents owned the pizzeria in Texas. I know, so, I
0: know. We know each other for decades. Yeah. I love her.
2: You know I Tell her, Ron Russell said he's mad at her because I called her up not long ago, and her husband answered, and he was rude. And he said, Brenda doesn't speak to people anymore. I said, what the hell are you talking about? put Brenda on, and he hung up on me.
0: Well, maybe that's why I haven't heard from her in a while. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I think her, her husband's crazy. I heard he was a big drug You know what else? Big there's, drug not, there's
1: not a show that you weren't on in the 80s and the 90s and now because I went on your IMDb and, like, you're even, except for last year, you're working all the time. One of the shows that, uh, I, and I'm bringing it up because we're uh, we ha- – he's a big friend, dresser fan, and she was on Happily Divorced, and we've had both of them, her and her husband, both on the show. Oh, I know Peter and, well. Yeah. Uh, we, sure we saw well. Peter and the actual, before this COVID thing. Do you live live in in California or New York? I kind of had the impression you lived in New York.
0: You know, I lived in New York in the 70s, and then I lived there for a year when I was doing a show in the 90s. I go back and do theater occasionally. Um, But really, I live in L.A. But I love Fran. I love Fran. She is just so fabulous, and she does such wonderful things for charity, and she's such a talent. I love her. Meanwhile,
2: she came on our
0: show in a white Throat. She didn't when, know it was video. She didn't know it was video. She thought it
2: was radio. So there's friend, and she said, Oh my God, this is television. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody told me. She I knows, had to
0: ask. I asked. I got up and <laughs> washed my she, hair. <laughs> she, didn't have a, she did not have a stitch
2: of makeup on. Her. her hair was soaking wet. And she was so pretty. And I told oh, her she was
0: beautiful. And she's amazing. She's mainly is, she's also beautiful on the inside. She does so much oh, yeah. work for cancer and all these different yeah, charities yeah, yeah. and uh, just a wonderful, lovely lady. And so sweet. I mean, it's always a yeah. joy to work with her because she's just so sweet and very yeah. giving. Not every actress you work with is very oh. giving to the other actresses.
2: <laughs> Fran, Fran, Fran didn't come from fog from where I live. We live maybe a miles apart. And, I know the type of woman Fran Drescher is because I dated a lot of girls from Flushing. Before you came out. Before I I came out. When I I was discovering who I was.
0: uh, Yeah, well, we want to hear those stories.
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh,
2: The girls from Flushing, uh, Jewish girls, basically, you know, I'm Italian, so we used to go out with the Jewish girls uh, because they used to say terrible things that they did, which is not true. (laughs) Maybe some. Fran Drescher is a real, what we call in Yiddish, She's a homebody good girl. She loves her parents. She loves Peter to death. I am so happy. I'm going to give a little bit of gossip. I understand, from the birdies, that Peter and Fran may be living together. Again, because they love and adore each other, they just won't have sex. <laughs> because Fran said it's not the most I know important- so
0: many marriages like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, well Peter,
2: Peter was hysterically crying when I spoke to him about it. And he said, I love friend more than anything. I'm just so sorry that I'm gay and I can't be the guy she wants. And I said, bullshit. Every woman, I'm 80 years old. If I tell you the chicks that chase me, ladies, they want to marry me. They said, I don't want sex. I just want a husband like you. I said, what you makes you think I'm 80 and I don't want sex? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as it's. Well, if it's, that, it's, Ron, if that is true, I'm so happy for them because I know they adore each other and I'm just happy for whatever makes them happy.
2: Well, it's rumored. I, I should call Peter and ask him about it. But um, I hope so because I love the both of them. Peter is one of the sweetest, kindest, most gentleman in the world and Fran is the same. God made them to be together. I don't know why. He born gay, but that was the mistake. But I think they can rectify it. You know what? As you get older, sex is not the most important thing. Cuddling and hugging is. Don't you
3: agree?
0: Well, it's all important. <laughs> there you go.
3: I'm but the hugging that. and the
0: cuddling is also very important. And, you know, and that uh... Just the, also the character side the older you get the more you appreciate people who are kind and who have a really good sense of humor and who can who can keep you entertained <laughs> and, uh, wanna, and fun ask, to
2: be with I want to ask another question if Carrie grant were alive today and wanted to go to bed with you would you
0: well if I weren't involved uh, oh yeah you know I met Carrie uh we 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 did a um, Hosted Chinese New Year's together at Caesar's Palace one year. He and uh, Greg Peck and I, and we all flew in on the Caesar's jet together. That was fun. We got, uh, huh? You're beautiful and
1: they're both gorgeous. They're like, they're so gorgeous.
0: I told Jimmy Jimmy and I are married nine
2: years and I told Jimmy I cheat. Carrie Grant. Well, he was,
0: yeah, he was gorgeous, as was Greg Peck. But the, the funny thing is, uh, Willie Nelson's an old friend of mine. And um, Willie had been playing at the amphitheater. And uh, so he and his wife had come off. We came off stage and they said, Oh, we're going to Dinah Shore's house over in Bel Air. You want to go? And I said, Well, you know, I don't really know Dinah. I don't want to crash your party. And they said, Oh, no, no, it's real casual. Come and go. So I get in the limo. We drive over the hill to Bel Air. We walk in, and there uh, is a buffet laid out in the foyer, beautiful. And there's Greg Peck standing there. And so Willie just uh, stopped cold. And I said, Are you okay? And he says, I love Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck is my favorite actor. And I said, I said, have you ever met him? He says, no. Did you know him? I said, yeah, we've done some charity work. you want to meet him. So I take Willie Nelson over to meet Gregory Peck <laughs> and awesome. they gab for hours. They gabbed and gab and gab. So finally uh-huh. we're in the limo, driving back over the hill and uh, Connie and I are talking and, uh, and, and Willie says, Gregory Peck thinks I am a good actor. And I said, Oh, that's great, that's great. He saw Electric horsemen and all this he said, and Connie and our talking he said, No, really, Gregory Peck thinks I can act. And I said, Well, that's great, Willie, because you are good, you know. And he says, No, really, he thinks I can act. I wonder if he's ever heard me sing. And I I no, So cut to, you know, like a year later, I'm getting on the jet, the Caesars jet to go to Vegas to host Chinese New Year. So I get on. There's Gregory Peck. There's Cary Grant. And so Gregory Peck leans out of the island, says, Morgan, you're a good friend of Willie Nelson's, right? And I said, yeah. And he says... You know, how can you get me in touch with him? Can you give me some contact info? And I said, oh, sure. It's in my luggage when we get you up know, back then. Uh, I said, when we get to the hotel. And so Cary Grant leans out over the aisle and he says, who? who are we talking about? Now, this is like 1984 or something. You know, Willie's everywhere. And uh, who are we talking about? And Greg says, uh, Willie Nelson, the country music singer. And and Cary uh, says, oh, is he that chat that sings and he starts into this thing that sounds like on the street where you live for my fair lady but it's the Cary Grant version of On the Road Again. <laughs> and it, I wish I had it on tape. Yeah, <laughs> so, so then I get then I get to, then I get to, to the hotel and I call Willie and I say now listen Gregory Peck wants your contact info. I would never give your contact info without asking you is it okay? He says oh my God yes it's okay. What do you think he wants? It's I said, I don't know. He didn't say. He says, oh, I w- he thinks I can act. I wonder if he wants me to be in a movie with him. I said, I don't know, Willie. He didn't <laughs> tell me. And so finally, it turned out Greg was producing the Oscars that year, and he wanted Willie to sing on the Oscars. But oh, cool. as big an honor as that is, I know Willie would have rather be a in a movie. movie with Greg right <laughs> back. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan, did you
2: know Lee Winkler from Global Enterprises? Everybody's I, manager.
0: Uh, I'm sorry say again?
2: Lee Winkler from Global Enterprises. He was every star's a business manager. Not Bert, every. Oh yes, everybody in Hollywood that was hot—Burt Reynolds, all
0: the way down the
2: line. That's how I, I, I
0: mean, I met. I didn't know him, but I met him.
2: You've met him. Okay. He was my best and dearest and closest friend for forty something years. We're like That's brothers.
1: True. Everybody in the chat room like loves you. Everybody, so everybody in the chat room, I think, was worried that you were going to be a bitch like you are on TV too. Cause no, because they're all like, oh "My God, she's so fabulous. She's no. so wonderful. We love her. No, Best no. story no. ever." No, no, no. Out of all, out of all the, that shows that how good an actress you are. No, no. Out of all the celebrities I have met, and I have met
2: everybody in Hollywood for fifty years of working around, Ronda Fleming was the only bitch that I ever met. Who? Rhonda Rhonda Fleming. Oh, really? She was a stuck-up snob because she was married to Man Theater. She's dead. She was married married to Man Theater. (laughs) Look at her face. No, she was married to Man Theater, and she thought who the hell she was. And she was Jane Russell's best friend. And Jane Russell was like my sister, my dearest friend in the world. And she was so rude to me when I asked her to come on and set the record straight. And she talked down like I was... So hang on. And my show is number one for a long time.
1: We have two minutes. And here's what mm-hmm. we're going to do. First of all, you guys. So you're, this, com- you're coming back. Morgan. This is Morgan Fairchild, mm-hmm. you guys. She's fabulous. She's wonderful. She hasn't aged a day since it's she was gorgeous. on <laughs> <laughs> I don't unbelievable. Even, I don't even want to talk about it because it's scary. Now, everybody's texting me messages how beautiful you she, are. And that, Morgan, tell them thank you. It. Thank you.
2: Morgan, listen. I don't blow smoke, Okay.
0: Say again, I can't hear you.
2: I don't blow smoke up butts, but if I didn't know who you were and I met you, I would think you were 45 years old.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I, mean, I got a birthday next week.
2: There we go. So everybody- You have not aged at all. <laughs> you guys follow Morgan? Have you seen, wait, have you yeah. seen Sophia Loren's movie? No. Oh, my God. She doesn't even look like her anymore. She aged terribly. And I made a movie with Sophia in fifty-nine, nineteen fifty-nine, 1959. And she was breathtaking. And then I oh, I love her. She's highlight.
0: one of my faves. I she's love a her.
2: Very, very sweet person, by the way. Very lovely woman. I know. And
0: I've met five, her a few times. I've yeah, met her very, a few
2: times. Very lovely, but she don't look good. You have to do something. With her.
0: Well, That's I mean, my her God, her. she's getting in her late eighties. Give the lady a break. <laughs> you know? yeah, I'm, I'm eighty. She's eighty-six. <laughs> I, was yeah. 19, I was nineteen when we did that kind
2: of woman with that one who remained my friend fifty-something years. Tib and I were like brothers. And Jimmy met him right before he passed away, two weeks before he passed. Hang on, let's go. I gotta get this in. <laughs> yes, go, go, get All right, it in. So you guys get this is Morgan
1: in. Fairchild, you guys. First of all, follow her on social media. It's M O R G F A I R on Twitter. It's Morgan Fairchild number one on Instagram. Uh on on Saturday, February 6th, you can go to wizardworldvirtual.com to get tickets, and she's doing a, a meet-and-greet, a virtual meet-and-greet for Wizard World. Um, then she's doing Fan Room Live Sunday, February 21st, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Again, a virtual meet-and-greet. Uh, you can do all kinds of cool things with her. She's fabulous. You see how, how nice she is on the show. You're going to have a blast. You know, Please support her. Follow her in social media. Watch all her things. you got to watch Paper Dolls. It's fabulous. You also oh. gotta watch Fashion House. I loved Fashion House. Also awesome. oh, thank I was, you. I, I was a clothing designer, so all the fashion stuff was my favorite. And you guys, she's not a bitch in real life. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You see that in her Twitter. She's very cool. No, but I said to Tiffany Hadron,
2: when I interviewed her, I said, when you did the birds and the scene where you go into the bedroom and what's the name, that wonderful actress is in the bed and you have to bring her tea, I didn't get it. Your character changed. And Tippi said to me, well, she suggested to me I not play it like a bitch because people are not going to like me. She said, so we turned it around and I went in very caring and sweet. And I said, how could your character do that? She was a bitch to you, the old lady. She didn't want you with her son and made it quite obvious. Tippi said, well, they did it because she's a grande dame. What was her name? The one that was married to the other the old man forever. That reason not included. What's her name? English actress.
1: Anyway, we she got the go birds, to She go.
2: was in the birds with Tippy Hadron. Uh, Tippy had. do you know Tippy? Yeah. Love, 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 adore adore, adore, I love her more than anything in the world. Tippi so wait, did
1: people, real quick, did people ever give you like
2: roles?
4: Now that wait, you- I didn't
2: finish. Tippy Hedren and I were at Blackwell's funeral at the Four Seasons Hotel. We got drunk and we were making out. <laughs> that was before Haddren. me. That was before <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I were hugging and kissing. We love
1: each other so much. Wait, do they She's ever do they darling. bring you roles? That you I, – I noticed mm-hmm. one of the films that you've done recently, and, and your character's name was Grandma, which I have a hard time seeing you play a Grandma because you don't look like a <laughs> Grandma. Uh, but like, do they give you? Are you get? Are, are some of your roles that you're getting now not playing the bitch?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I played a grandmother in that one. I wore a short gray wig in it. And I played uh, I played Mrs. Santa Claus in one uh, that was out like last year and ran again this year. And I did another playing a mother of some young man in a romantic uh, comedy for another one, uh, Christmas in Vermont, you know. So, uh, yeah, I don't always have to play the bitch. (laughs) Although it's a lot of fun.
2: (laughs) I want to make one point. Jay. I'm a senior citizen. I have six movies waiting for me to make. I've just shot four. I am working now more than I ever did when I was a young man because when I was a young man, the com- competition was tremendous. I was up against all the gorgeous men of Hollywood. Now I'm the only old bag that's still alive and they grab me when they count. <laughs> so, because I still can speak and I can see. <laughs> I so I just want you to know out there that like Lauren Bacall said to me, no movie is old until after you've seen it. And I want to say one thing. A movie star is over in Hollywood. It's, it's a legend. It's, it's something they gave us. It's history. And Morgan's work and, and Jane Russell's work and, and everybody else's work, it's history. Never in front of me ever refer to it as, oh, that old stuff? I will punch you. <laughs> you're fabulous. So Morgan, thank you so much. Right, another thing, Morgan. We gotta go. Well, I
1: gotta ask
3: her. I now. know, but let, gonna...
2: let us take you to lunch. I want to talk to you about set the record and another in a movie that you Well made. when
1: COVID is over.
2: Yeah, when COVID's <laughs> over.
0: Let's, let's okay. just, yeah, I'm like, not going, go going anywhere on. now. I am the what best up? COVID COVID what? person. I go nowhere. I wear my mask and I'm, you know, I I'm will. living at home. They will call you,
2: and Jimmy has maybe a good part for you in the movie. And I definitely, I definitely, I definitely want to put you up there with my celebrity list of great stars. <laughs>
3: and, and <set> <laughs> Thank you. And, and
2: everybody wants to set the record straight. Back. That's all they do is they write. So it'll be a TV show. And it's a good one. It's not the crazy one like here where we talk pretty and get nuts. It's a very, very
1: sophisticated We were clean with her anyway. So, everybody, this is Morgan Fairchild. Please go to fanroomlive.com, uh, book a ticket, uh, meet her again, follow her on social media. We want to thank I mean, do you, you, you for coming on be- the show. Look how beautiful I she know, is. I know, they're doing a close-up <laughs> now. I cannot believe
2: thank you. that,
0: that your
2: beauty has lasted this long and is still stunningly gorgeous.
0: You. Well, you're very kind. I appreciate it. No, I'm not
2: it. kind. I'm telling the truth. Kindness
1: doesn't go in this <laughs> So anyway, if, you, if you were an ugly troll and I said it, then I'd be kind. So, Morgan, <laughs> we want to thank you so much. Congratulations on everything. We're big fans. We love your work. Yes. And,
2: I, and now that I know. Thank you, guys. guys. See how sweet you are. Now I'm even far more fond of you than just your girl. <laughs> I know that you're a good girl.
0: Thank you. Well, thank good you. Morning. Bye, guys. Bye Have bye. a wonderful bye. week. You too, you too. Bye. Thank you, sweetheart.
2: Thank you for coming on. What a lovely girl. Yes. She's really terrific. Beautiful. See, even Joan Collins, that everybody thinks is an evil bitch. Joan is a Gemini. Joan has Joan Collins has my personality. She could be funny sarcastically. And you never know how to take her. Joan can, like my friend Perry Winkler was dancing at a party, and Joan Collins was dancing at the same party. And they went back to back. Okay. And, and Perry said to Joan Collins, I want to thank you so much for bringing gowns back and glamour through Dynasty. And Joan
1: Collins, how did she say to Perry that Perry got I don't know. But anyway, anyway, we got to go. go. We got to go. We got to go. We got We guess. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's start bringing in our second round, you guys. This is a busy show today because we've got three groups of guests uh, coming on. And there's one that we know, Mr. Stephen, who just writes Stephen. He doesn't write Stephen Perkins, but we haven't seen him in quite a while. So, hello, hello, Stephen. Say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hi, old friends. Well, young hey. friends, but old souls. How you old, young friends, how's that? Why yes, you My me? young
4: friends. Then we have Daniel
1: Schumann, Schulman, Schulman, sorry, and we have not had him before. Daniel, hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Let's make sure we can hear you. Oh, I don't hear him. I have to say something. Move him out. <laughs> Daniel,
3: Daniel, say spit out.
1: Spit I, don't out. Think he, I don't think he hears us. Yeah, I don't think he can hear us. Uh, hey, Rebel, can you do something? Is his mic on or something? Send him a message? I hear him typing. I oh, know I can hear him typing though. That's funny. He's got now his mic is Michael off and now his mic is Michael's back on. Daniel, can you hear us? Don't type.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what am I Mary Secretary here? I mean, I no, no, so well.
1: It's
4: very quick hands. Very quick hands. Very uh, fast. Fingers. I'm
1: gonna tell I'm gonna tell Eileen to text him. I mean, okay. uh, text Daniel and tell him that we can't hear him. Ask if he can hear us because we can't see anything. Daniel, say hello, move your mouth. <laughs> All right, let's just talk to, to the Stephen. To the drummer. So Stephen, who are you sitting? Who are you sitting in front of? Like what gold <laughs> records or platinum records are you sitting in front of?
4: Well, I let's see behind me. I got Chili Peppers, Nine Inch Nails, Jane's Addiction, Rage Against the Machine, Porno for Pyros.
1: I love it.
2: You know? be awesome. That's it. Now, if you get Johnny Mantis, you're really <laughs> but <made>. he's in <laughs> all of He won them all.
3: <laughs> I know that,
2: i now if you get if you get to play for Johnny Mantis, you're really in. There
3: so Daniel
1: says he can't he, he can't hear anything. He can only see himself. That's weird. Well, um, turn your volume up. Let's see it straight. If you turn, you talk to Steven turn. turn well, you know, goal.
4: most of my, I only see myself quick. Anyway. So Morgan Fairchild. Wow.
2: Isn't she stunningly beautiful?
4: I mean, she's She's to 10 times 10. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and and she's a woman, you know, 50 plus. And she's gorgeous, yeah.
1: And now we
5: have Gilby. Let's see if we can hear Gilby. Gilby, Gilby. say something. Can we hear you? Uh, Can you hear me? I can hear you.
1: Yeah, all right. All right, so two two out out of three, we're doing good. Two out of three, we're doing good. We couldn't hear Daniel. We had him go out. We're having him come back in. We know Stephen already, but we don't – well, we know who you are, but we don't know you. We've never met so high. I'm Jimmy Starr. This is Ron Russell. It's very nice to meet you. And And I think – Hi, guys. How are
5: you? Hey, Stephen. How are you?
4: Hi, Gilby
2: Clark. I I really like Steve a lot. And I don't like too many people when I meet them for a short time. I really like you because you're a very fun guy. You're smiley. You have a sense of humor. We could play with you. I like that. A regular joke. Some I guys, sense, think, some I guys sense humor. No, but some guys think who they are because they have a Grammy or some kind of an award. It's here today and you're gone tomorrow sometimes. So forget.
4: You know what? You know, in LA you're here today and then gone later today.
1: That's right. Yeah. You're here in the morning, gone in the afternoon. So first of all, guys, since you're both here and we'll have Daniel do it too. Eileen is like texting me. Make sure you have him say hello to me. Um, so please say hi to Eileen Shapiro because she's not in the chat room and she's like texting me on my phone. <laughs> so it'd be great if you guys say hi to
4: Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Eileen, thanks for all your help, first of all. And uh, we miss you here in Los Angeles. I hope you're taking care of New York and keeping it warm.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, she is.
2: Oh, yeah. She's got her breasts. She's a of thing. Okay. <laughs> so, So everybody who doesn't- think it, I wasn't going to make a tit joke about it? <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy. Well, hang on, Daniel,
6: say something. Let's see if we can hey, hear you. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Hey, hey. all right. So
1: now we have Daniel Schulman. Hello, hello. Well, welcome, Daniel. Let me do a welcome now Barbara. for everybody. I'm going to do right. a welcome for everybody. Now we want to welcome Stephen Perkins, Gilby Clark, and Daniel Schulman to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey. Good
5: to be here. Happy this, to be here, guys. This here is my cool,
1: outrageous man about town, uh, Ron Russell.
4: I forgot who he was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When you get the divorce papers, <laughs>
2: just yeah. read the
1: signature on the
2: bottom.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, we have a chat room with uh, all kinds of countries being uh, represented, so please say hi to everybody in the chat room, you guys.
4: Uh, sayonara, shalom, ciao. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get
2: back to Stephen, because I know <laughs> Stephen the best.
4: Um, well, I have a
2: question for no, you She say has something. a question for you. Oh, Are yeah, you
4: lovers it. or partners or both? What is it? We're about? married. We're married.
2: married. You know, we're married okay. for nine years. Ten years. Almost ten. ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen.
6: Congratulations.
2: Thank you. I have got to say, we've discussed this before, that I call you like the new nowadays Gene Krupa. You really mm-hmm. move those sticks. I mean, you're good. I love to listen to you. And I'm so sad that we can't, because of COVID, go to the Dome. I so yeah. enjoy going to the Dome and listening to you and, of course, the saxophone play whatever that jerk's name is.
4: Who <laughs> 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 oh, I Gilby. love very much. Gilby He's a dear best came. friend. I think Gilby came to one of the shows. He did, yeah. So,
5: They're great. It's of, great shows.
4: Really one of the coolest places to play in L.A. It doesn't have great sound. But love the whole it. experience was love just it. unbelievable.
2: I, I told Tyler that he's got to play there with you guys, and Tyler said he would love
1: to. Tyler.
2: The that wrote the finger book.
1: Oh. Is that... Tyler? Is that He's talking about Leland, uh, Squad. talking Leland. about Leland, Leland We love Leland Squad. he's been I, on the show like 10 Leland. times. And we I said it. to Leland,
2: you gotta play with the boys at the dome, and he said, I would love to. Could you imagine you, a saxophone player, whatever his name is, and Leland, <laughs> and Leland playing on the same set? Ooh. And Gilby and Daniel. You couldn't sell so, tickets. You so couldn't sell on. a all, 100 bucks. Real
1: quick, in like five sentences more, I, I know who you guys are, and I don't want to brag for you. So tell us what bands that you've, been, you've played with and who you are. Stephen kind of did it before you guys started, but we'll let him do it again anyway. And then Gilby do it, and then Daniel do it, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And then I want to bring up one thing with Gilby, and then we're going to talk about your new, uh, your new video that you guys just did. Well, so Stephen,
4: I'm a drummer. I started with Benny Goodman and then uh, wow. the Coltrane, and then James uh, Corner uh, Pyros, Infectious Group, a whole bunch of other bands you might not have ever heard of.
2: <laughs> True all the other ones. Benny
5: Goodman did He it. was joking. <laughs> oh.
7: <laughs> He's like 40 years old. Yeah. Like, <inaudible> Benny <Goodman." laughs>
5: No, nobody really bonifies anybody's resume anymore, so you can say no, whatever I, you want, I, I, Stephen.
3: That's hilarious. <laughs> you,
2: know, you know what it is, because I'm still alive and kicking, and I know Benny Goodman, not virtually, not but his music. I'm mm-hmm. 80 years old, so I forgot that uh, Perkins is only about, what, 78?
1: No, he's like – No, he's a baby. Right. He's like, his kids are only like 10, so and he's got to be young.
2: And Eileen Shapiro said he's hung like a mule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that You're is almost sad. 18, aren't you, Steve? Actually, for so far as, as far as, like, rock star penis sizes go, like, you're, like, at the top of the list of a lot I of the that are I, on, on the
2: – I said to Eileen, how do you know? She said, I looked one glance, and I tell you exactly what
1: I got. I said, you're amazing, she said. All right, yeah. so let's go to the next one. Gilby, tell us. About.
5: <laughs> okay. Well, I play guitar, and uh, I played with uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, the MC5, Heart, uh, uh, Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> a, yeah, I did a couple records with Nancy and a couple tours with her. Uh, boy, uh, Slash the Snake Pit. And, uh, and of course, Halloween Jack, the greatest band of Yo, all man, time. You
1: forgot Halloween Jack. That's what we're here for. So we forgot about good, that Good, 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 good. All right, Daniel,
6: you're up. Yeah, okay. My name is Daniel Schulman. I'm a bass player. Uh, when I was a teenager, I lucked into playing on some Run DMC records. I love them. Uh, which led to me playing with Warren G., who had a really big record with Regulate. Uh, then as I got into my 20s, I joined the group Garbage and did some world tours and records with them, which led to the greatest band of all time, Halloween Jack, <laughs> ADR, with Perkins and Gilby. I played in a few different bands with Perkins, which most people may have never heard of, but it, one of the bands, WNOs is kind of connected to the three of us, because Gilby used to do our sound and Perkins used to do percussion, so that's how I kind of got to know these
1: guys. Yeah. I love it. It's so funny cuz like I used to be a celebrity clothing designer and, and I dressed Elton John and I was at a concert in Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC. I got was like there and sitting in the front row next to me so I got to meet him and I was like so freaking excited. I get super excited, you know. I'm-
2: I get excited too. I met Johnny Mantis 3 times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so real, real quick I want to go yeah. before we start talking about the New York Dolls and you guys' <laughs> new uh new video. So uh, and I don't know if this is a, uh, something that you enjoyed doing or you didn't enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of that TV show, Rockstar Supernova. Oh, right on. Yeah. Because it was the first show that, like, it wasn't like having a button together. Hang what, is on, what is that noise? I don't know. that. Is somebody typing? You know, that happens when we have too many people, I think. I don't know. Just don't worry about it. it um, like like up no, because Rockstar Supernova, hang on. Mm-hmm. Let me see. It's you, you son of a. It's you. No, I'm crackling. <laughs> no. So no, I don't think so. So Rockstar Supernova was mm-hmm. the first show that actually like looked for a rock singer. It's not, not mine. mine. Hang on, let me see. Hang on. Unplugged. My first. No, it's no. not mine. Okay. So anyway, but it was unusual. Unusual.
2: We'll see if
3: it's mine. <laughs> uh,
1: so I loved the show. I thought it was like a great show. It was a lot of fun. And um, uh, and actually, after the show happened, and like I guess after you guys like did whatever you did, because I don't know really what happened with it afterwards. But we actually had. Um, we had both Delana and Lucas Rossi came on our show. Oh,
5: fantastic.
1: Uh, uh, Delana's been on the show several times. Lucas Rossi was only on the show like one time. Uh, I thought they were like – like they were terrific. So so how was that for you doing – because that's kind of different for a rock star to like then go and look for a, like a singer, you know, uh, on a TV show. That was way out of the norm.
5: Yeah, and, and that's day. what I thought when, when I was approached to do it. I was a little worried because I, I never thought – Rock was really represented well, like on a TV show or whatever out there. So uh, I did have some hesitation, but actually uh, Perkins's good friend, Dave Navarro, kind of gave me some advice because he had already done the show before and I had a chat with him. And he kind of convinced me to do it. And Mark Burnett, the producer, I-, I can't say more great things about him. He was so awesome. He let us be ourselves. He never wrote any words for us to say. He really just said, just just do your thing and be honest. They I think you know the the T V audience needs to hear rock and roll represented correctly by you know real guys that are out there playing every day. So I I loved it. All right,
2: yes. Was
5: he a good kisser? (laughs) 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 Didn't get that opportunity.
4: (laughs) Actually though everything
2: Marvel
5: returns to to gold.
4: we ended up doing a, a, a tour together. That's and true. Half the cast was on the tour, basically Delana and yep. um, and also Lucas, of course, and Gilby yeah. and, and T Lee, one of our favorite drummers of all time, and mean uh, yeah. Navarro. And yeah, it was a good tour, actually. I mean, it so, was a lot of fun. I had a lot of there. fun. <laughs> I did too, man. A lot of fun, you know. And we we were off the stage by nine thirty, so we had the all night ahead of us to keep having the fun.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I auditioned
4: for that it, tour and I didn't get the
6: gig. Uh,
5: oh. <laughs> for, for for what part, Daniel? For for uh, the singing or or for in the band?
6: I don't know for, for playing bass, but I, I've I've let that go.
5: Uh, <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is how I actually got it was there were two seasons of Rockstar. The first one was for the band In Excess. And then yeah. the second one was, you know, we they made a band to have the singer for. Well, the first season, they kind of wanted like an all-star band to be the backing bands when the singers came up. So I actually auditioned. I, I, I had my band was myself and Ryan Roxy on guitar. Uh, Johnny Colt and Steve Gorman from the Black Crows on bass and drums, and then Dizzy Reed from GNR and Keys. And we auditioned, and that was one of the ideas. When they saw us, they were like, "Well, maybe next year, you know, we should try something different and start a new band." And so that was kind of the trigger for everything.
2: You know what's wow. missing in wow. this little bunch of squares? What a saxophone player, Scott? <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's not in
2: Halloween Jack. I, I, I don't give a shit. We could have thrown him in there. I like Scotty. Scotty's a dear friend of mine. Anybody you see Scott lately? No. hiding Yeah, him. I see him all the time.
4: You know, not yeah. in person, but we have a we have a project to go, uh, together called the Rock Talk Show. So right. I see Scott twice a week for our days okay. our and our.
2: Uh, Scott's an amazing.
4: When I oh, grew yeah. up, I wanted to play jazz players, and no one in LA had a saxophone or a piano. Really, it was about guitar and bass. But when I got to meet Scott later on in life, I was just so attracted to his. His personality, first of all, but his <laughs> saxophone playing so gutsy. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's awesome.
2: one of our sweetest, dearest friends. Yeah. Gutsy oh, is a good okay. word. And, and I love his wife also, uh, John Wayne. Yes. Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> That's how I remember her name but John Wayne. <laughs> Wayne is a sweetie too.
1: All right, so now we got Halloween Jack here, you guys. Now you're not Guns and Roses and Garbage and Jane's Addiction. Now you're like, you're Halloween Jack. We did a, a brand new video. The name of the song is Trash. It's a tribute. Uh, first of all, it's a cover song. It's yes. a tribute to the late Sylvain. Sylvain from New York, Dolls, who I actually met at uh, Trash and Vaudeville, like many, many, many years wow. ago. Like, when I was, like, young, because I was a clothing designer, and I used to go in there all the time to see what kind of shit they were making. And um, he recently died of cancer, which is uh, super unfortunate. But you guys did the video. And, and I believe for real rock stars – um, New York Dolls, that's like one of the most influential bands like around, like for when you guys were growing up and, and getting into all of this, right? So why don't each one of you give us a little take on, on the whole, like, uh, how, you came, how this whole thing came together. I think, Stephen, your ideas for you should start it.
4: Well, Halloween Jack was about five or six years ago, and we did about 15, 20 songs at Gilby's home studio and when Sylvan passed away a couple of weeks ago, I was in the shower where all the great ideas come. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, we did such a good cover of Trash. Wouldn't it be cool if we did what now everybody's trying to get this, in, a, in a sense a Brady Bunch type of video together when everyone's separate and we do our little squares and, and film separately and do a little love card, a little memory, you know, a, a memory love kiss to Sylvan." And we already had the mix together, but we did get a chance to add one of the great guitar players of all time, Steve Stevens, mm-hmm. who uh, I can tell was really influenced by the Dolls and by his sound and his look and his attitude. And uh, Gilby put it together for us and mixed it. And our friend Mark Almontano did the video editing. And, um, you know, it's really about a band that had courage at. They stuck to their guns. They did whatever they liked. And, it you know, one or two records later, it still stands the test of time. as one of the great bands. And everyone from Motley Crue to Alice Cooper to Kiss imitates them.
5: Yeah. You know? I love it.
2: I remember when these groups first started, Everybody thought, oh, my God, what noise. Was, you know, we were used to Peggy Lee and Johnny Mantis, Frank Sinatra, and all those crooners, all soft music. And then suddenly all this screaming starts and the banging and the boing, 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 woo, 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 woo. I said friends of mine, that shit will never happen. It's going to come and go. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it came and went. Because now I understand it. And as, as an old guy, I appreciate it. When I was young, I hated it. I thought it was noise. You Couldn't even dance to it unless you were loaded. You had to do a little LSD and a little, little oak and then maybe some downs or maybe a couple of quaaludes, and then you might be able to understand the music. Well, I don't know. For me, seventh. Not grade, that kiss. any of you boys know what I was talking. About. Yeah, I
4: know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like I was like, none of you know what a lute is. None I was. Of, I have seven fourteen. That's <laughs> <and laughs> yes. yep. you know what? what? But like, like like Picasso, Salvador Dali, it's not you can't understand it. You, it's not for everybody. But it changes yeah. things. You know, there was a moment before Jackson Pollock threw the paint. He was actually using brushes, and one day he had the balls to say, "I'm going to throw the paint," and so I had to have 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 courage. The, and, should have stopped Jackson Pollock on a wall. You know? No, I wish I had one. Though I'd well, sell it in a freaking heartbeat. <laughs> did, did, did you know? Did you know
2: that his sister was a very good friend of mine? Friend Zelda, his sister was a dear friend of mine, and she had her apartment in New York loaded with his work.
1: I yeah. think that's funny. All right, Gilby, you, you're up. So, so wait, a minute, go back to Steven. So, who were some of, like, when you were, like, younger before you got into a band, which you started really young, like, who were some of your influences that made you want to go into a band back then? Like, and you're, like, 12 years old and you're, like, I'm going to be a rock star.
5: Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking to Steven?
1: Uh, I was talking to Steven just to answer that part. Okay. And then I was going to let you. No, no, Steven. Oh, Steven. <laughs> who, who, oh, who like, me? When you were, yeah, when you were 10 years old or 12 years old, who was, like, the person that you, yeah, you know, the band, the, the uh, one or two bands that you were like, oh, my I God, had, this is my band.
4: I had three records. I had uh, one Beatles record, one Jackson 5 record, and one Sly Stone record. And there it is, man. <laughs> oh, that. wow.
2: What was the Sly Stone <laughs> record?
4: It was, uh, you know, the actually, it was... I love Sly, uh,
2: Sly the Stone. The
4: title... I can't recall the name of the record, but um, it had some 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 of the hits, but a lot of the songs that aren't hits were on it. And uh, just okay. so much soul and so much, and the lyrics really touched me. And I didn't realize they were from San Francisco. I thought they were like a Detroit band, but uh, now I knew, you know, now I know they were a West Coast band. But um, yeah. That girl, girl, jazz
1: girl, jazz That's hilarious. All right, Gilby, your job. turn. First, Gilby, tell us real quick who was your influences when you were like a little boy, a, a little bit. <laughs> Little baby Gilby, what was little baby Gilby
5: <laughs> well, like? Little little baby Gilby's first concert was Kiss. Um, there I you loved go. me too. <laughs> I loved Kiss, uh, but I, I for at at that time amongst my friends it was a fight. It's like if you like Kiss, you weren't allowed to like Led Zeppelin. If you like Led Zeppelin, you weren't allowed to like Kiss. But yeah. I like them both. I, I loved Led Zeppelin, Kiss, one of my favorite bands, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper. And then like a couple of years later, as I was really getting deep into music, I you know, as I became a musician, I started getting into like Rush in UK, you know, trying to be a better musician. And then I had an English girlfriend and she turned me on to The Clash. And that just what changed. Did
2: you you the the cla- oh, <laughs> what? what did she turn you onto The
1: Clash? The
5: Clash. The Clash.
1: I I thought you said she gets. I collect action figures, (laughs) and I have like I have a set of Kiss dolls that are like twenty four inches tall, and where they each one plays their hit song when you press. Oh wow, wow! Um,
2: Can I ask a question? Am I a square because I love Steely Dan? Yes. <laughs> I thought Steely Dan was one of the best, best bands out there. I love their music. I,
5: I think I they're guys, look, they're a great band. Obviously, they're iconic. But yeah, you are square. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there you go, All right, so tell us a little bit about the music. Yeah, I
2: because I love Country Joe and the Fish. Nobody knows who Country Joe and the Fish is.
5: I don't know
1: who Gilby is. Gilby, tell us now. Okay, so the New York Dolls. Give
2: us
5: yeah. a So, anyway, when, when I discovered The Clash, like I said this is kind of the late uh, 70s. Uh, I also discovered the New York Dolls, who, who had, at by that time had already come and gone. But something just really resonated because I always loved bands like The Stones, Aerosmith. And to me, the dolls are kind of like in that vein, but they're just, you know, obviously a lot more glamorous. Like their look is just, you know, extremely striking. So something just struck a chord in me. And as a guitar player, I I just really related to Johnny Thunders because I wasn't like an Eddie Van Halen kind of guitar player. So I could really resonate, you know, with Johnny Thunders. So man, I I mean, I wore, at that time it was vinyl. I wore my vinyl out, you know, of the first two records. And from that point on, the Dolls have always stuck with me. I mean, I, I still say they're one of you know my top five favorite bands of all time. The like Dolls, it.
1: boys or girls? Boys, boys. They called themselves a the doll. New York Dolls. They wore like
2: women's were they, women's, were were they, a, were, were they a little on the gay side? No,
1: they're just rock stars. <laughs> they're
2: like real like rock stars. They dressed in drag and called no, themselves the Dolls. No.
1: <laughs> disrespectful, it's I'm such not disrespectful.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out you, you know what they
1: are, was actually, there was an HBO t- miniseries about the music industry and the band that they fashioned it, that they were following on all, was fashioned after the dolls, I forgot what that TV show was, but it was on HBO, it was but amazing my yeah, it
4: was a, a, a blip in, in Scorsese's TV career
1: Yes, no, they were, they were the first band to wear makeup and eyeliner and make it glamour, glam rock. Right? Oh, that's how glam they, rock, really yeah. all the people like got it from. They got it from the New York Dolls. Like, Everybody like got it from our New York friend Dolls. with the blue hair. I yeah, like Ricky Rebel. Do like, like, Re-
2: you know who Ricky Rebel is?
1: No, they're not going to know Ricky Rebel.
2: <laughs> Ricky Rebel is hot. He's like a weirdo. If I, so like, so not, way, if I like Chicago, well, I, I swear. if I like Chicago. Another thing that's interesting... I
5: didn't hear that.
2: I said, am I a square? I was going to say, Chicago. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> we had them on the show two weeks ago. I love Chicago. <laughs> All right. So go. Okay. Now, go What are you going to stay, Gilby.
5: Be- so I was going to say, what's interesting about the New York Dolls is, uh, you know, they came out in like 73, 74. They actually didn't sell very many records. Like, they weren't really considered a successful band as far as, you know, record sales and, and hit records. But if you ask nine out of 10 musicians, even today, they will cite the New York Dollars, you know, as an influence. So that's how, you know, they really influenced musicians, artists, you know, it, they just had such a huge impact, you know, not just their music and their look, but what they were doing at that time. And like Steven was saying, you know, they really stood out. They're like rebels at that time. They did something that no one was doing at that time.
1: I love it. I love it. All right. So now we're going to go to Daniel. Daniel, first of all, it's Daniel who pops. Yeah, but I'm not saying a word because I'm a square. Okay, you're a square. Don't talk. <laughs> Daniel, uh, first of all, tell us who were your influences when we were young. I, I have a hard time, like, even recognizing you because the pictures that were sent to me for you were, like, promo pictures where you got, like, eyeliner. I mean, like, you look all, like, like a totally different person. Like, I don't even recognize you. you <laughs> uh, but uh, go ahead and uh oh, first off okay go ahead and
7: uh, we're going to bring Scott actually going to Jack I would say
6: actually probably started
7: Ah ha 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 thrill seekers Oh there you are you old big Holy okay. oh, okay. Jack probably started but I think I Hang a on,
3: hand on. you're interrupting you're interrupting
1: let I, me I, I finish I, talking go ahead Daniel and in a then room Scott full goes, of heroes Scott shut up for a second we're going to let you talk Don't in a minute Scott are <laughs> <that's laughs> fucking home okay. <laughs> So hang on, Scott. We're going to let Daniel finish. Go, Daniel, go. Now he disappeared.
2: I said to everybody, where's Scott? Let me know when you're ready. I said, why isn't Scott here? And now there you are. When I was
6: 10, I dressed up as Alice Cooper for Halloween. So I think that's where Halloween Jack really started.
2: There you go. When I was 10, I dressed up as Jane Russell when I made a career.
6: I don't know why Scott, but I will say this. My first favorite song was back Jack, do it again by Steely Dan. So I'm there with. Oh. <laughs> the radio before I discovered, you know, Kiss and Led Zeppelin, and then everything totally changed, and it was I'm all FM you. radio. But hey, no,
1: be- Daniel, you just totally like made Ron feel well, like. if, he, but if, he, if he
6: but like- I was it. definitely deeply into Elton John, who I did get to meet and hang out with once.
1: I dressed him once as a clothing designer. He was fabulous. I was. I uh, such a blast. Uh, okay, and so and so the New York Dolls obviously are a big influence. I mean, you were in garbage. I think I'm in. It. I
2: hate that garbage. How names the group? Garbage. It's a
1: fabulous group.
2: I mean, really. <laughs> <Garbage>. <laughs> I bought an album today. Garbage. It's fabulous. It's so awesome. Thank That's you. like you, Jimmy. I, the well, with, Sh- yes, without a
6: doubt. Nice. They, they call Jimmy Jimmy. The without a Sh- Sh- doubt, garbage deeply into the dolls, and Shirley was definitely in bringing glamour back to rock and roll.
1: I love it. All right, so now we have Scott here. So Scott, you already know all these guys. You've probably done stuff. So. So everybody, this is Scott Page, the saxophone player, great guy. And uh, so, Scott, do you know anything about the New York Dolls? And if you do, were, you, were they an influence for you?
7: I'm looking at the two New York Dolls right now. There they are, so, Steve Perkins uh, and Gildy, <laughs> right? Oh, no, no, you, Ron. That's of course. Oh, I thought you met me, you son of a bitch. He man. did. He <laughs> I met you. You know, I, I, didn't, I never really followed them a lot. So I don't know a lot about them. Obviously, know of them for sure. And, you know, obviously one of the great sort of influential bands in that genre. But uh, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about them. How about you, Perkins? Did you know a lot about them?
4: Absolutely. You know, what's funny is like punk rock, I think started with Iggy and Iggy was 1969. And then, you know, a lot of people talk about the Ramones and New York scene. And of course what happened in England with the, with, you know, the clash and the pistols, but between Iggy and all that was the Dolls. Uh-huh. And it's a punk rock band with a lot of glamour, and when the first time I went to New York City with Jane's Addiction in '87, we all went to Trash for Vaudeville, and <laughs> said, "How do we dress like the Dolls?" And that's the store we went to. But you know, I don't know where the Dolls pulled it from because you can tr- kind of trace all the bands, and even the Pistols had Malcolm who dressed them, and the, the Clash had their their team that helped them figure out what to do on the back of their jackets with the with the stencils. But the Dolls were just this original, unbelievably uh, just brave band. And, you know, you think about David Johansson, he's the only living member now.
5: Yeah, true, true. And, yeah.
1: What,
4: what, 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 was so, what was so brave about the Dolls? They were the
1: first In one. In
2: 1957, I went to a gay bar on Long Island and I saw Old member Makeup. Way before the Dolls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so wait you guys okay so you guys first of all you guys tomorrow the video is coming out the name of the yeah. video is trash and it's a new york dolls cover song but first of all uh steve or gilby or somebody tell how did you pick that song why is that the song that you picked to do the cover of
5: well i think when we were when we were uh doing halloween jack live we all kind of made a list of the songs that we wanted to cover that was kind of in the glam rock. You know, genre. And uh, I think all of us actually had trash on our list. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's an iconic song for them. I mean, it's such a a great subject. It kind of, to me, besides personality crisis, it's like their anthem.
1: Yeah. I think with this. uh...
5: Scott Page, I have a question for you. Sure. Go ahead. I've already told
2: Leland that we're having lunch because tears have been far from you. So as soon as COVID's over, we're having lunch. You, Leland, me, and I. Let's uh, and I, it. well, wait a minute. I also said to Leland, I think that he should be playing in the dome with you guys. And he said he'd love to. He would love to play with you guys at the dome. So, so right, are
7: one of these days? Yes. Right, sure. I will
2: give you. I will give you free publicity
7: if you have Leland play the dome. No problem. We not like a, that. Not By not the way, a, have not. you seen Leland's book yet? I just saw yeah. it last he, night. He sent, he sent me. He sent me a copy signed. It's okay. unbelievable. I've been pushing it all the time. Unbelievable. I know you guys in it For or? Hours turning pages, thousands and thousands what, what, of people what, flipping them up. It's crazy. Are you in it, Stephen? Stephen? Stephen's in it. Stephen, are you in Leland's book? Yeah? Stephen, are you in Leland's book?
4: I am not in the book, but you know, um, I, I do have two the fingers, fingers. There we you go. <laughs> to, there you go. You're in it now. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what? He's doing
2: another book. He said he's gonna do another one. He'll and put us in it, so we'll make sure you get it. And, and he'll be in it. I we fell in love with Leland. He's a great guy. We he's asked
4: Leland we asked Leland when he's we asked Leland when he started growing his beard, and he said when he was seventeen, he still hasn't shaven since then. Wow, so, I know. Indeed.
2: He is one cool
4: guy
7: and one nice person. <laughs> he never shaved. Hey Gilby, yes. have you have you played with Scalar? No, I haven't. Nope. Wow, no. I thought yeah. you would have by now. That's I thought know I'd who know. he is. At with the scalar.
1: Yeah. I mean, do you know who he is? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> How about you, Daniel? Do you know Leland? I hear he's one of the top up in the business. Yeah.
7: Yes, we have, Jimmy did the resume of him. He played. I can't with, believe it. Scalar's been on twenty six. I don't know records. him personally, but hey, yeah, he's, he's played twenty six thousand records, twenty six hundred uh, uh, albums, basically. He has played. With Imagine everyone. that. That's insane! That's insane! Incredible! Yeah, we gotta get- Wait, he has
2: played with everyone that sings. The list goes from Dion Warwick to John Ross. I mean, they back to Roddy. These Rose. guys got that. It's shit. Johnny Mantis <laughs> played. He is well, one of my favorite records of all time. What is?
7: Oh, he got frozen. He froze. Oh, we got
2: one,
6: one of my froze. favorite records of all time okay. is Spectrum by Billy Cobham that he plays on. Oh,
7: oh I didn't know he was on that Spectrum's box. record. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Huh. So you guys, your video, it's coming out tomorrow, you guys. The name of the video, the name of the song is Trash Again. It's a video tribute to the list. He is, yeah. All you got to do is go on YouTube and plug in Halloween Jack Trash and it'll come right up, you guys, to watch it. We want to get a bunch of views. We want to get it out there. Uh, it, you see all these... Not Scott. That's not, not in me. It. Uh, I've,
7: I've heard <laughs> it, though. I got a sneak peek and it's really good.
1: Um, exactly. Scott's it's not great. in it, but Steve Stevens from Billy Idol is in it, you guys. Another great mm-hmm guitar player so it'll be you'll see steve stevens daniel Kilby, and steven perkins uh on the video it's like a four screen split it's a fabulous Mm -hmm. video everybody does their little part and um uh, i think it's freaking awesome so number one congratulations on the fact that you guys did it i think it's cool to to pay tribute to someone who uh was an influence in you in your life uh especially since all of you guys are so successful
2: um i ask a silly question because i'm not hip on this crap what, what did you think of? What's it, I forgot his name. The one with the big tongue. Jeans. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Oh. Mick Jagger. <laughs> big lips. Big lips, not big tongue. Oh, whatever he had, big dick. Jeans. Uh. If, if, if you, if I liked him, am I a square? No. He was, the Rolling Stones are influence. Mick Jagger. Actually, none of, Jagger that, none of that. none of them picked the Rolling hey, Stones awesome. I was an influence. Uh, Daniel says awesome, though, that they're awesome. Oh, how about the other one, who I love, who died uh, on your red shoes, baby? What was his name? If you put oh, Jagger's lips and his tongue together, you got them to
3: yeah, <laughs> He was like Mick Jagger.
2: He married the beautiful black model. David it? Bowie. David Bowie. I love David Bowie.
5: Oh, yeah, so do we.
2: is, he, is he a, Am I a square? He was a pretty good talent. <laughs> I loved his performance because.
5: To yeah, that no,
2: the one song I loved is "Put on your red Sh- high heel or red shoes, baby or something." Have your little bone Let's dance. Let's dance. That's it. That was a great song.
5: Dance. Boom, I love
2: that song. <laughs> Let's dance. Am I dance. square? Am I square because I like Let's Dance? No, everybody
1: likes David
5: Bowie. No, no, David Bowie is man. He's one of the greatest artists of all time. Period. How,
2: about, how about the old man that's still around? There's 100 you know, and Long Brown here. A lot of people his don't his know. That, wife. A lot I of have.
4: people don't know that Stephen Ray Vaughan played guitar. What that. was that?
7: What was that? Uh, Say that Perkins. Stephen Ray, the Stevie Ray, Ray Vaughan.
4: Vaughan I, the great Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh
7: really? On yes.
4: Yes.
1: I didn't know that. I, I love that Yeah.
2: A great beat it was a good song. Good music. Hmm. It was haunting. It was good. Other one is the old man with the wife on television. What's his name? He's yeah, 100 years old with the long hair, the brown hair. I don't know. Willie Nelson? He's got a son that's a the guy that's supposed to eat. You know who I'm talking about. Shame. You guys know who he is. He's got a center part, long brown hair. He's older than me. And he's got a beautiful wife. Sonny
1: and Share, I don't know. No, Sonny. My ass. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter because we're out of, out of time. Why don't you guys? Uh, so, his this name, is, his name
2: will come. To me. This is what we we'll you guys. the famous rock and roll guy.
3: famous.
1: Than talking about Hockey?
2: Who? He's old. He's got brown hair, dyed. How long? Older oh, old the me. Been around forever. He's famous. He's always stoned. They make fun of him because he's always loaded it.
5: He hey, Willie played. Nelson. You talk, talk about, about Willie Nelson?
2: Nelson? No, 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 no. His wife is that beautiful woman. She's got a talk show on TV. She's lovely. He is so fucking famous. I can't think of age sucks. Let me tell you. <laughs> is he
7: still on television now? Yes. He's 130. Ozzy Osbourne? Ozzy Osbourne. Who did that?
5: Oh, Ozzy. Ozzy. <laughs>
7: who, got,
1: who got Ozzy?
5: Daniel, right there. <laughs>
1: Daniel,
2: Daniel. Daniel, you get a
3: gold.
1: Daniel, you get, the gold you get a gold day. star. Everybody likes Ozzy Osbourne. I think yeah.
2: it's a character old like he didn't even talk anymore. He's,
1: he's really not that old. <laughs> he's older than me. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not older than you.
3: <laughs> the
2: only
1: one older than me is Christopher Columbus. Oh, anyway. All right, you guys, so this is Halloween Jack. We've got Daniel Shulman, Gilby Clark, Steve. Stephen Perkins, we don't have Scott Page, but he's visiting. And I know
7: I know these guys, so it's okay. It's like- Steve
1: Stevens is going to be uh, playing on the song. The video drops tomorrow. Please go to YouTube and watch it. Uh, check out those press all over the place boards. Google it. It'll come up. We want to congratulate you guys. We want to thank you guys. for all. For all even uh, Rebel wrote Ozzy in here. I didn't see it. But we want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Congratulations on all of you on such a successful career. Hey,
5: thanks for having us. Yeah, We're thanks, Jimmy. You, thanks, Ron. thanks, Ron. Thank you. We wish you guys, guys. best
1: Thank of you. luck in everything that you do, and anytime and, you got anything to promote, let us know. We'll bring you back. And who's and not aware. Tomorrow. And uh,
3: Scotty. Scotty, Scotty,
1: Scotty. Wait, Scotty.
7: Yes.
2: Give Lena a hug and a kiss.
7: Okay, I'll do that.
1: All right, you, guys. Thank you so much. Shake my right team. Bye,
7: no, like uh, guys.
5: guys.
1: Yay! What a cool team group. Yeah, nice uh, how cool is that to have like all those that people that have won like shoot. Grammys
2: and. It's a good, good show today. We had a lot of ta- So much talent. Oh, it's
1: Perkins Palace Studios is the YouTube channel that it's on, you guys. So you can look. Thank you. We want to welcome a lot of people showed up in the chat room. Bill victor Erican is in there. Uh, Cambria, I think I said hi to you earlier, but she's in there. And in Backpack John, who wrote Keith Richards. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the whole show is, like, rocking. Let me see. Uh, so John Blackwell is so trying talent. to get in.
2: So much talent. Today. I love shows like this. I'm so amazed at Morgan Fairchild. She's stunningly beautiful. But, you know, she really held her looks forever. You don't think? She did. And I still can't remember where I met her. I think it was up at at Don Pietro's Pizzeria in Beverly Glen. I'm pretty sure it was there.
1: Okay, but now now we're working on our next guest. He's trying to get in. Everybody has a trouble if they've never done StreamYard before. Who's our next guest? Our next guest is John Velasco. And what does he do? Tom Vlasco is probably one of the most accomplished behind the scenes music people in the world. And he used to, I think he managed Tina Turner. Um, I've talked one, to of, him. one of the many things that he, he did. I, I know love, he her. I'm not sure exactly what I
2: love them. Tina Turner. Tina's one of my favorite. Eddie LaBelle and
1: Tina Turner are my two beautiful women. I love the Baltimore. So real quick, you guys, you can hear the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on our home channel from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on W4CY Radio. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio uh, in Los Angeles, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, Missouri. We're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Automatic, SoundCloud, iTunes, Speaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. On television, we're on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, and Jimmy Stars World TV, which is on jimmystarsworld.com. And um, we and want to thank Eileen Shapiro for helping set up all these interviews today. so uh, Everybody that's coming on, Eileen helped with. Well, um, so we want to thank her because she's fabulous. and We and, love uh,
2: Eileen. I love Eileen. I also want to say I mentioned all these celebrities of yesteryear that I've interviewed. If any of you are interested in seeing those interviews, go to YouTube and look for the Ron Russell's Set the Record Straight. TV show, and I don't know how many are up there, but I think there's quite a few interesting ones up there.
1: And and I want to thank Risa Saban too, for doing such a good job on finding all this stuff that she's dumping. Usually, B does it, and I think uh, B's not here today. Hopefully, to she's okay. Oh, and Meg is in there. Hey. Maggie, I'm going to talk to you She says can, She says, listen to your messages.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I did, but I, I thought you were in Hilton Head. That's why I didn't call you so, but I guess you're not. Okay, I'll talk to you. Later after the show,
1: oh, and Pat Grant joined us too during that last uh, sometime in here. So hello, Pat. How are you? Hopefully, all is well. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to send him a message to come on in. I think he, he hopefully he's. He, Meg, did you like think? Ready. What'd you think of, of Morgan Fairchild, Meg? Gorgeous, huh? And Don, welcome back because Don missed us last week. So welcome back. Welcome back, Don. Um. Oh. That's, uh, Rebel, is John there? Because, like, uh, he said he's there.
2: What ever happened to that guest that never showed up a couple of weeks?
1: Nothing. I don't know. Did he, have, did he die, maybe? I don't know what happened to him. Maybe something bad because we've never been able to get in touch with him. Really? Maybe he died from COVID. Um. So, Eileen, he's, wow. I, I don't think he's in the right one because they said he's not there. Are you sure you got the right link? Okay, talk for a minute. That's
2: I mean, It's hard for me to do.
1: Oh, all right now he is now he is okay here he comes here
2: okay.
8: we go here we go Loop, there you john, are john
1: say good something good afternoon
8: how are you fine now that i made it
1: yay <laughs> hey, all right now i uh, would say something else i just want to make sure we can hear you okay and now we're happy to see you
8: i know it's been it's been fun getting on
1: <laughs> okay good. good all right everybody now we want to welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell The legend of behind the scenes and everything music, publishing, licensing, producing, advocating, consulting, and managing the fantastic John Velasco. Hello and welcome to the show.
8: Well, thank you. Does legend just mean very old or what?
2: (laughs) I was called a legend once and I thought, no. No." When I'm a hundred, call me a legend. Not at 80. 80 is all I'm on my way to
1: legendary. (laughs) There you go. So this That's is my good. cool outrageous man about co-host, uh Ron Russell, who's also my husband, since we do business together. You've never right. met, so never say mind. hi. Hi. First question, what's Tina Turner like? No, no, wait, the, wait, wait, we're I not have, ready for that. I'm busting at the seams. I love I told him that you worked with Tina Turner. And then I told—I wasn't sure I, what capacity that you worked with Tina Turner. I love so you have that. to tell him real quick something. because It,
8: it was many years ago, my sort of mentor and partner, Mike Stewart, uh, signed her. And I was looking after her in the UK. We moved her to UK. So I was taking care of her there and set up her tours and stuff with Barry Marshall. And, uh, you know, and really just started her off on her new angle, so to speak, being solo.
2: How was she? Uh, fabulous.
8: Oh, she, she's wonderful. She's actually quite a real hard worker. She used to work harder than anybody. And a nice,
2: a nice lady, right? She's nice as a person.
8: Really lovely. She and my wife used to go out and spend all the money they shouldn't have spent. But pardon, I, you know, I, 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 I like her.
2: I like her more now.
8: <laughs> no, she she was really lovely. I mean, and to everyone, it, she was you know, She was I just. That's everyone,
2: everyone listening to this under to prayer. Tina Turner, that she gets completely well. She's not been well lately. There you
1: go.
8: No, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, all fingers crossed. Absolutely.
1: Also, John, we have a chat room filled with people. There's tons of people in it. Just say hi to everybody in the chat room.
8: Hi, everyone
1: you go. And then you got to make sure you, we say hello to Eileen. We always have to say hello. Everybody says hello to Eileen.
8: Of course. Hi, Eileen. Yeah, and it's, uh, I've actually been texting her like crazy saying now what do I do?
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's been texting me the same time. She's texting me. Uh, and so it all works out. And we want to give a quick shout out to uh, Brian Sebastian from Movie Reviews and more who's in the chat room. So hey, he's also a fellow W4CY. Oh show. yeah, hi,
8: Brian. Good to so see say you. hi to Brian, too. There we go.
1: Okay, so tell us a little bit about you. First of all, I have wrote I really some notes down, CEO of MD25 Entertainment, some of the people that you've worked with, and I don't know what capacity, but they're all such cool people, I have to just, like, brag for you. Um, (laughs) Fifth Fifth Dimension, Tony Orlando and Don, Elma Houston, yes, Black Sabbath, ELO, ABBA, Tina Turner, John Denver, Davy Jones, I don't know who Hal David is, but he was like, uh, he must be somebody important, because he's, like, on everything. Tommy Boyce, Marvin Gaye, and more. Like, who is Hal David? Wait, who's Hal David?
8: Hal David is backracking David, who wrote almost everything from Raindrops Keep Falling on Your Head and I mean, ah. got Amazing Writers. Oh, that's funny because we
1: had B.J. Thomas on our show when he, and he won a Grammy for, for singing Raindrops Keep Falling on Our Head.
8: That's right. Yeah. I mean, no, one of the most amazing songwriters of all time. And, and
2: Marvin Gaye was one of the greatest losses to music.
8: Oh, yeah, no, he was he was right. a person to be around. We, uh, again, with Mike Stewart, we looked after him when I made the deal to take him from Motown into CBS and then uh, put him into really from between London and Belgium he was living. And he made his album in Belgium when he was there. Wonderful it. talent. His
2: Ain't No Mountain High Enough with Tammy Shirell, still the best song out right.
8: ever. Incredible talent, I mean, the voice and amazing.
2: Tragic ending to his life,
1: but a wonderful person. Yeah. Because you have done so many cool things and everything you do is behind the scenes. So so people like you're like the silent like leader of like every nobody really knows who you are, but like like everybody who's successful, you know, like you've had such a big hand in putting it all together. I wrote down that you helped put together Elton John live in Central Park. You produce yep. some kid projects like the Care Bears and the Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, and, and then I wrote down, and this is what I want to know, because I don't know what this is. But uh, you're a board member of Terror TV. What the
8: hell? I'm a big horror movie fan. Is Terror TV? Oh, going to oh, horror? It's a friend of mine that has probably the biggest library of horror movies, a company called Brain Damage, and they distribute it as well. And just came up with the idea that actually it's sort of half-launching right now to put all his stuff on a terror channel, which is a really fun idea. So he's just working out how he actually monetizes and put it together, but he's hundreds of horror pictures.
2: I and, love that. Well, I, I make car, I make horror movies. I've got oh,
8: well, movies. well he's got a full studio there in Arizona, which is just a hop and a skip for you guys.
2: Well, I hope that he puts some of the movies I'm in. I, oh, I, 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 I do all horror movies. What?
1: He has to have the rights to
2: them. Oh he has to have the rights? He just can't put them
3: down. <laughs> 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 what, what do I do? What do
2: I, do? I, I just do them? I don't I don't produce them. Yeah, he just, he's just—he's just in. I'm all. just an actor, common little
1: shitty. Up. Wait, do you like horror movies at all? I don't know, like yeah. is that something you would watch or not really?
8: No, I mean, I want—I like the ones that are sort of tongue-in-cheek, the fun ones. You know that uh, the, the the others are. Like, I mean, I I liked, um i don't know, fun movies, things that take you out of everyday worries and life and everything else. I like to be entertained, basically. Like right. the old days
2: we didn't have to get uh, reality crap. Now I watch television. I said to Jimmy, if I see one more person sitting on a toilet bowl wiping their ass in a movie, I'm going to kill myself.
8: <laughs> you know, that, that's not entertainment. Well, you know, the funny thing talking about that, did you hear that China just came out with the best test for COVID? It's, it's ass-checking, which is amazing, swabbing. <laughs> i never heard of it. It was on the news this morning. I did nearly stopped driving. It was like. Oh,
2: now, what do you do? You drive up, you stick your ass out the I, window. That's what, I'm
8: dying, that's what I'm dying to know, what happens at the <laughs> end of the day. <laughs> that's
2: what you do. You drive up to the guy, you put your ass out the window, he gets a swab and he swabs your rectum. And that's really what it sounded like. A wonderful job. I, I love his job. I give him
1: credit. Yeah, and he's not joking. We were on Netflix last night looking at movies and, like, like there was all kinds of, like, titles. Everybody's and on the, the toilet. And they show box. people on the toilet and that's the picture, the album cover, the movie cover for the movie. Like and I said to Jimmy, toilet.
2: this must be a new thing. We saw, <laughs> new saw, trend. No, we saw that beautiful redhead. What's her name? Ju- Ju- Julianne Moore. Julianne we saw her Moore in a movie. sitting on a toilet bowl, taking a dump, and then she wipes her butt and looks at it and throws it in the toilet and blushes. And I thought, Julianne Moore didn't have to do that. She's <laughs> a big star. She didn't have to do that to be in that stupid movie. <laughs> no. She should have
8: said, put that, that crap out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Shit out, more like. It. It's it's how you think of actually putting that scene in the movie, which is interesting.
1: I know that's right, but
2: Joan, she's a big star, and she Canada's doesn't a- she doesn't need that kind of junk.
1: He knows like every big star, he like. Knows I know everybody. that, but I
2: mean, I know that uh, Jane Russell would never do that. Right. that she, she was my best friend, Jane. Never. Uh, she she didn't like any of the. She, Jane loved the censors. She uh, said that, "Thank God, the movies that I was in," she said, "were censored." Otherwise, they'd be having to do everything.
1: Actually, sir, everybody who who tuned in on November 24th to watch the Soho Johnnies, uh, Let Me Help, Inc., Celebrity Benefit concert to raise money for COVID and uh, anti-bullying and all that stuff, John is the one who actually produced the show uh, put the whole thing together. Wow, what a, what a um, it was show. a fabulous show and it was for Soho Johnny and I'm I'm tying all of it together so we can also give a shout out to Soho Johnny because we met John Velasco. Eileen and I met John Velasco through Soho Johnny and now John consults and works with a lot of John's companies and record labels Wait, I and met stuff. Him? I no know. you never met him. I never met him no, I haven't either. We're on the
8: phone, I'm on the so I'm tying it all together. So
1: number one, let's all say hi to Soho
8: John. Oh, absolutely! Hey, right. no, he, he's the man behind a lot of stuff that you never hear about. I mean, the guy is such a giver. He's amazing. He, uh, he supports so many charities and has done for years. He's and a good friend. Finally, you know, his name is actually getting out there as someone that does all that. Absolutely, it's fabulous. He's as
2: a dear, dear friend of ours,
1: and his best friend Nino may become my son-in-law one day.
8: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so one of the projects you're working on is, is is Johnny's Record Labels, and and we have an artist that you guys signed, Anime's X. and I know that you sent me a text message this morning that their, their version of Strawberry Fields is coming out, I think it was, uh, I'm doing this from memory now, February 27th, is that right?
8: Uh, 26, yeah. 26, okay. Great. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, animes is a really fun project. It's almost sacrilege what we did to the song, but uh, as you've heard, but uh, no, the whole idea was, uh, years ago, in uh, Japan, they had an idea of doing um, the Disney songs, but in metal rock. And it just went wild. They got to number one in the charts, they went did arena tours. So I had the idea of like, instead of doing a lot of Disney stuff, just do every song but do it all in a in a rock version for kids. So we had a, actually a Broadway plan last year to do it this year because there's hardly anything on, as you probably know, during the day for kids in Manhattan. So yes. our idea was to go in while the theatres were dark and do two or three shows and then out before the main show and really do it at a price so kids could actually watch the shows, like 35 bucks a ticket or something, which That's would have been really fun is so
2: important because I remember growing up, the Howdy Doody show was the reason I lived. I couldn't wait to watch Howdy Doody. And he taught us all kinds of morals and manners and things. And it was a wonderful show. Somebody should bring a show back like that. Actually, that, that's explain, a good idea. <laughs> to, teach, to teach the children what these stupid parents don't. Yeah. They don't teach their children, please may I thank them.
8: All right. You're, you're right there. That's what drives me crazy. Is that you know, thing.
2: We, we should have a nice puppet show that the kids love with the puppet. Actually, says, say people. thank you. Say may I, you know, teach these kids manners. We're losing our quorum. We're losing our being polite.
1: So, for anybody who didn't follow that whole thing, though, uh, Animes X, uh, they take, well, they started out, they took Disney songs and kids' songs and made them heavy metal. And it is amazing what they can actually do. Uh, with it all, they put a Christmas song out uh, this year, now they're doing a cover of the Beatles Strawberry Fields are Forever but in a heavy metal like format so like Don Hinton in the chat room you'll like love it, like all you, all, anybody who likes real cool rock, and it's not just like I mean, these are like famous musicians who've gotten together to put this thing together and uh, it's amazing, and the first song will be coming out February 26th, I misspoke earlier, and um, you can go to their website, It's I think it's animesx.com actually,
8: that's it, yeah and anime's with a Z or a Z. <laughs> you
1: know, I, I sense there's
2: an English accent somewhere.
8: I certainly hope it's still there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Where are you from? London? Uh, from the Midlands originally, and then, of course, London before I came here. I came here for two years, 30 years ago. You yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, came
2: here for two years, 30 no, years well, ago. You know, we came to Calif- I came to California in 1950. I was a baby, a little boy, 10 years old. And we came just for six months. Well, that was 50 years ago. But anyway, uh, London, I could hear a London accent. Yeah, thank you. I like, I like the London accent the best.
8: I, I always think it's funny when someone from England comes here and, and within a month they've got a Brooklyn accent and I never quite work out how that works. I have,
2: I have a Brooklyn accent, so watch it.
8: <laughs> you see, you didn't lose it either. No, the thing I, was I have ever.
2: no. i have no. For you, I go back to Brooklyn. Just, to, I love when I go see my Brooklyn friends. Yeah. I walk oh. in, and they say to me, "You sound like a fag." I said, "What do you mean? I sound like a fag?" He said, "You sound like those California faggot guys." I said, "What are you <laughs> talking about?" And Twenty minutes later, I'm speaking Brooklynese, and they said, "Oh, thank God, Ronnie's back." <laughs> <laughs> I hate it because, you know, out here they say, oh, you know, it was so nice. And they almost have a weird accent. And, <laughs> and Ron's from Brooklyn. Ron I was born and raised in Brooklyn, Red Hook. <laughs> more Brooklyn than that.
8: It's amazing uh, how that place has changed. It's amazing. Oh, my
2: God. I was born in the Red Hook Projects right after, <laughs> during the war, you know, in 1840. And it was a lovely neighborhood. The projects were all mostly Jewish, Italian, and black people. And yeah. it was a lovely time. Everybody got along. Then it changed and it became a horrible part. And now you can't afford Red Hook.
8: I know. My, my son lives in Brooklyn and he keeps moving further and further away because the prices go up.
2: I mean, Red Hook, you can't get in for under $500,000, anything decent. And we lived in the Red Hook projects. We had a bedroom apartment and I think my mother paid $21 a month rent and it was hard because nobody was working back then. Oh, right. Well, My father was an Italian immigrant and they thought he might have been with Mussolini so they put him under investigation. He wasn't <laughs> able to work. My, oh, mother, my, my, mother, my mother had to go to work as a soda jerk in Woolworths while my grandmother watched me. It hard times back in America then. So everybody today, if you're bitching about how hard it is, Back to when I was little, it was harder,
1: <laughs> harder than today. You know, it was hard. So what made you come to me? Like, Because I know you're doing all kinds of stuff. Did you come here to work for CBS? You
8: didn't- Correct, yeah. I mean, I got to a point where, um, yeah, they offered me a position here to buy my company. And so I made the deal. And uh, I was funny. I was supposed to be, before that, I was traveling between London and L.A. all the time. And I was supposed to be in L.A., and then a month before I left, it was like, you've got to be at the head office in New York. And I, my famous line was, you know, I'll never live in New York. I pass through New York. <laughs> and like I said, 30 years later, I'm still here. Still in
2: New York. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I'm a New Yorker and I've lived in Manhattan. And I've got to tell you that my life in Manhattan was so glorious. Uh, at 5 o'clock, the doorman would ring up and say, so-and-so is here for cocktails. And all my friends would come up. 10, 20 people, we'd have cocktails in my apartment, and then we'd go out to dinner.
0: It was mm-hmm. the most
2: glorious time in New York City. And everybody was in the business, important, famous, or whatever. So everybody brought to dinner table a fabulous story. Here in California, so different. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you? So
8: different. Well, you can imagine me coming from, well, I lived, was living in Wimbledon, so it's quiet and nice. And uh, I used to go in the city, obviously, to the office every day. But I come to Manhattan and suddenly I've got sirens through the night and all this stuff happening. And it was like, you know, know, the the size of an apartment compared to what you get anywhere else is is like a box. So it was really quite a shock when I first set out. (laughs) Uh, Did you go to Wimbledon when you used to live there? Yeah, it's a fun thing because um, what happens is a lot of people there with day tickets, when they come out, we used to just wander down there, and they'd give us our tickets. So we just wander in with their tickets and never pay for it. Oh, I we love to, that. It was really nice. So we used to see the evening matches for nothing.
1: I was a competitive tennis player all through all through college, actually, and uh, and so like that was like a big thing for me. Uh,
2: I'd like to make a comment about your comment about living in a small box. Remember one thing: living in New York is quality, not quantity. Mm -hmm. because that little box that you live in, I would trade places, a very big house here in Palm Springs. I would trade places in a minute with you because when you go down your elevator and out your door, the world is there. Everything Mm -hmm. and anything you want and the most incredible people in the world are New Yorkers. You have to agree. (laughs) they They say New Yorkers are mean and rude and awful. Yes, we are because that's how we were raised. If you fall down, we pick you up. We are kind. people. New Yorkers have a great... I'm talking about natives, not the jerks that come into Ohio or something. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not the Sex in the City gang. You know, all the girls came in, you know, Sex in the City, the movie. I'm talking about the natives who were born there, are the nicest people. I oh. find that California, and I've lived here many years, you don't make friends that you make in New York City. In New York, you make yeah. friends, close friends. Here, it's all cocktail friends or luncheon.
8: Yeah, well, the, the trouble to me with New York really is it's like you, you don't see any native New Yorkers unless you go to Brooklyn or somewhere, or Bronx. I mean, I'm close to the Bronx. So, uh, you know, it's mostly tourists and it's people from everywhere and they're some of them are wonderfully rude.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I know all the old bags in New York.
8: Yeah.
2: You know, the old timers that are still, of course, we lost hundreds of them. Yeah. But there uh, still are some of my old crew growing up. And it's wonderful because when I go back home, they're like family. When I'm there and I come to California, very few people I call family in California. It is a different temperature, different mood. Uh, New York is full of Jews and Italians and Irish and German, it's a wonderful blend. Of mm-hmm. Years ago, you know, when everybody came to this country to build America, build the skyscrapers, mm-hmm. make the subways. Uh, most people have stories. Young people that are there today, their stories are only about going to lunch and what, what designer shoes are you wearing, which is really shallow.
8: Yeah, it's very sad right now. I was down actually in Soho this morning and the roads are empty. I mean, it's really, and no one's in there anymore. It's very odd just to drive around. It's uh, where you used to be, so used to sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic. It's, uh, it's, it's a whole different place than it ever was now. And I think it's getting more like you said, because it's like there's no tourists there. It's only the local people that are really there now.
1: Yes.
2: Well, if you get rid of your governor and your mayor, New York may come back. Because I know nothing, <laughs> I know, I know nothing about them. You know, all of my friends in New York said the mayor and the governor are the worst ever. Nobody likes them. They all want to get rid of them because the mayor and the governor are crazy. Don't
1: do politics. No, it's
2: not politics. <laughs> I'm no <good>
1: there. Not,
2: <laughs> it's not politics. I'm simply reciting. What has told me, I know, I didn't even know who the governor was. New York. Could you imagine me not knowing? That's well, got a bridge. Yes. <laughs> they named I... one,
8: of his br- one of the bridges
1: they changed. What, I can't what stand bridge, the
8: bridges. Wait, what,
1: what bridge did they change?
8: They changed the, uh, oh, God, now I'm trying to think of what the name of the bridge. It's now the you know. Mario Cuomo Bridge. It's up here in Westchester. It was the, uh, oh. I don't let
2: them put Cuomo up. Yeah. But they better not change the Brooklyn Bridge or the, <laughs> or the Manhattan Bridge.
4: So let's go back. So all the, all the
1: things that you've done, because you've done a lot of things, what is like what is one of the things that, that you enjoy doing the most? Just you're also part of Allied Artists Entertainment. You have MD-25, if you, and you've done so many things.
8: I, a, I, the most Ballet interesting Bridge. thing I did uh, was the first tour of India for a band. And that was probably something that, uh, you know, I'll never forget as an experience. I spent a year going in and out. So imagine hitting a country that had never had a real tour of a real band. They didn't know about staging, about anything. So, I mean, it was like you, I had to learn the language where you go on the stage and say ten elephants can stand here, three elephants stand. I mean, if it, it's a whole – I mean, they didn't know about circles. I mean, a funny story. I they were they wanted to manufacture everything themselves, so I had a truss th- flown in from America, and it was lost, and we couldn't find it anywhere. And uh, I went out to the airport one day to pick someone up, and there was a painter standing on it using like a ladder, so <laughs> because they had no idea what it was. But uh, no, so we had you know imagine no arenas, nothing. I mean, so. In the end I used cricket grounds and which were the biggest areas out there and really built everything from scratch it was a very exciting time we went all the way around
1: I couldn't go there for a long time because I don't think I could eat the food
8: uh, you know it was surprisingly good my, my wife came with me and she had a suitcase full of cookies which was just
2: <laughs> <laughs> my, my sister was married to a a movie produ- documentary movie producer. And he went to Africa to shoot a documentary. And my sister brought a suitcase full of hair bleach. <laughs> because she didn't want anybody to know she wasn't a natural blonde. <laughs> I, never, I never forgot that. I said, "Nita, what would you pack? She said, oh, I got all my bleach. <laughs> and anyway, listen to this story. It's true. My brother-in-law, and if he was pulling my leg, I doubt it, he said that they ate people African with the tribe they went to because they found a man with all slices in him and herbs stuck in him in the sun tied up. They were curing him to eat. And I thought, oh my God, if they see my sister's chest, they're going to see Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> 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 my sister was quite Zoftic and I was worried.
1: I said, oh my God, they eat people there, so they are cannibals.
4: Do you like working
1: in film better or music better? Because you do both. Or do you like, like them equally? or is one? Because I know I know more about your music ventures, but I know you've had a lot of film ventures also.
8: Yeah, no, it's really, I, I'm a, a music publisher at the bottom of everything. No matter what I do, music is always the, the, the grounding of it all because that's where the money is. And no matter what you do in entertainment, music publishing is the bank. That's where, you know, nothing goes without music. I mean, if, if you know, if you if you're a, a record performer, you don't earn anything off records, but you right. do off the, off the publishing of the song. Yes. Now, did you
2: did you ever do anything
8: with Patty Labelle? No, nothing at all. I I had a song recorded by her called "Is Isn't It a Shame," which was one of the songs which Randy Edelman wrote, which was one of my writers. So it's a. Uh, no, it's just that the sad thing is as well as a lot of young performers out there, which don't know about publishing and are losing a lot of money by not knowing about it. I mean, I may, you know, actually, if not recently, but I used to meet kids on tour and everything and just loosely talk about it. And they think, Oh, they've registered their song. They're getting all their monies. And most of them didn't know that you have to register as a publisher as well. Or for every dollar you're getting 50 cents, just something as silly as that by just not registering correctly. And it's, I, I just think it, it's sad that more of them don't spend more time seeing what the business is about. Because, well, uh, what,
2: do you, what do you think about the hijacking? Well, what is a hijacking?
1: you got to be more specific. Oh,
2: about uh, people stealing the songs and then uh, not paying for them.
8: Oh, yeah, it? no, I mean, that. that's... You know, it's a really interesting gray area because there's people out there, musicologists that can base, if you want to, they'll take it all back to classical music at the end of the day. I mean, the scary thing is is that recently, as some of them overturned, is that it, the arrangements have been, uh, you know, there's been lawsuits about the arrangement of the song rather than notation, which is hard. So, I mean...
2: We need, yeah. Stevie Nicks said she will not record anymore. She only does concerts because they stole all her music and she didn't make any money. So, yeah, well, that, I mean, she's big.
8: Oh, absolutely. No, that's why you need a good music publisher to make sure that you do actually get everything that you deserve out there and to also use them. I mean, you make a lot of the money on actually working the songs so that you put them into movies and into TV shows and ads, and that's where. It's so good owning that song, and it's it's fun to do that. That's one of the fun parts is trying to use a song in as many different ways as you can. Much like we're doing with Anime's X. I mean, we're doing things with the songs that you should never be done with songs, if you like. On some of the better songs, but it's it's just it's really it's a fun area to be in. It's much more creative than just writing a song.
2: Our good friend, C.C. Peniston, and I'll let Jimmy tell the story. because C.C. Well,
1: C. 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 Peniston, oh. and you haven't seen the C.C. Peniston is, right? That song, Finally. Oh, sure sure
2: is a very good yes. friend of,
1: a darling friend of hers. She's a good friend of our best ours, best friend. and she did. Uh, and her song is used in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and it's the hit song in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and she didn't get paid anything, and in the soundtrack, it doesn't even list it. It, it, no. it changed the name of the it song changed something the name else, something. And, and that was the hit song of the whole film. Um, and so she's like going after them now, like all these years, 30 years later.
2: A
8: ball your hand tell her to give me a call because I hate
1: Absolutely. that. I certainly
2: will. Yeah. But Cece, you'll love her. She's a wonderful girl. She's a very talented girl. And she's got new music out that's happening. But they robbed her blind. I mean, uh, it really happens to blind. a lot of
1: people, too. Actually, what you said is important. And anybody listening who's a young industry artist, um, you know, he's sitting Here's an expert who's been doing it for, a long time. I don't know exactly how long, but a long time. So you guys should know that you should do this, This pub, how important the publishing, um, having the publishing rights and all the stuff for your music is to make sure you file for it and Google it uh, uh, to find out how to do it because it is very important and, and, and you'll get screwed. And otherwise we, you're going to get screwed. <laughs> yeah.
2: you know, we have had so many famous people of music on our show and so many of them. Have got nothing. They made millions and millions yep. of dollars selling, and they wound up with nothing. Like what's his name?
1: Yeah, expose, expose. Mm-hmm. A
2: darling friend of Jimmy's for hundred years, and my friend also. We're talking about.
1: They had eight number eight top ten hits. They used to fill out arenas of seventy thousand people. And millions of. I got paid millions. like two hundred dollars a night.
8: Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Again, is that. It's it's not that difficult to learn, you know, how to protect your songs and how to collect it. It's really simple, but they just don't bother. I mean, m- most of them out there just they go on stage and they don't re- even realize that every time they sing a song even on stage, even in a bar, it's pennies but they earn money if they register it. And that's why you see outside the bars and restaurants those little BMI and ASCAP signs. They all pay a license and you get part of that license.
2: Okay, John. If someone wants to contact you for your services, how will they go about that?
8: Uh, just go to my website. It's being revamped now. But you can go to md25.nyc. MD and we
2: definitely will tell CC to contact you, and yeah. she will. And if you could help her, it would be wonderful. Because to do what they did was blatant bravery. Just hmm. screw you! We don't care about you. We're going to use your music, and they didn't even change a note of it.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I mean they played it. No,
1: exa-
2: they played it exactly, exactly
1: as she recorded it, without the, without the, the um, vocal. Everybody, too, listen up, because basically what he's telling you is like, even though you're a creative, you still have to know how to do the business part of the business, or otherwise you're going to get screwed. Screwed
2: big time. Um, I mean, they screwed Stevie Nicks. They screwed Johnny Manth. Everybody got screwed.
1: We have a lot of people on the show, and Ron always asks them, did you make any money? Yes, because- They'll it's, come it's, on, and we'll be like, how many records did you sell? And they'll be like, oh, we sold 40 million records. And then he's like, did you make any money? And they're like, yeah, not really. <laughs> well,
2: Johnny Manthus, who so- has sold more albums than Frank Sinatra, Honey mantis is worth is half of what it should have
8: been. Yeah. Oh, he's wonderful, wonderful person. I
2: love
8: him. I've met him. Uh, yeah, when I was at United Artists, uh, you know, I met him and uh, sweet, sweet, who's,
2: who's, gentle, who's your favorite, shy, beautiful. Who's man. Your,
1: we only have like three minutes. Who's your favorite artist that you got to work that you that you've met? Let's say you didn't even work
8: with him. Oh. Who's your favorite artist? Well, the one, the favorite one I've met is Lauren Bacall. Because oh, no. I everyone mean, exactly. else is working, and she was a real star. That's the difference. You know, it's it's very interesting.
2: I knew it, Lauren, Lauren for a long time up at the Dakota, and they did a benefit, a $1,000 luncheon for her, and I was mm-hmm. going to cover it, an interview. When I got there, I didn't have a chair. So I said to Lauren, excuse me, where am I supposed to stand in the hallway? She said, no, sit on my lap. Mm-hmm. So I sat on Lauren Bacall's lap, and we did the interview. Which oh, well,
8: I at, when I was working with uh, Buddy Morris, uh, I flew to New York, to hear songs from a new musical, and I got in the door and they said Betty wants to see you the songs, and I said, "Oh, terrific!" But I've got a couple of phone calls to make, and I had no clue. And of course, I kept her waiting half an hour. And I walk in, of course, Betty's Lauren Bacall sitting next to a pianist, and i I was the—it was horror. I just felt so bad that I'd kept Laura because she was a real star.
2: Yeah, but I'm so surprised she didn't say, "What the fuck
8: kept you so long?" I'm not <laughs> saying she didn't. <laughs>
2: Lauren or Betty Bacall had a mouth. Lauren knocked them back. She could drink, and we had the best fun with her at Peter Allen's birthday party. Uh, there was a crowd of gay guys in the room, and in the middle there was this woman who was being held up by all the gay guys because she was loaded, and it was horrible. And I loved her. She was just one of the most upfront broads. She didn't. Pl- she was real. She was honest.
8: Oh, oh, absolutely. There's a yeah. couple of them out there which are wonderful.
2: Yeah, Well, Lauren Bukal, Betty Davis. I had the pleasure. Quite a few of those old timers.
8: Like, oh, yeah. They were,
1: they were true. So, you guys, uh, first of all, you can follow John on Twitter. He doesn't have a very big following, so let's see if we can get some. <laughs> He's on Twitter, though. It's uh, at John, yeah. H-M number one. Again, his, um, his website is md25.nyc. And, um, uh, you know, you can like contact me and I can get me in touch with you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Any, anyone out there in trouble. On our show, we're going to send John. So, if you're in trouble musically, we're sending you to John and let John help. Maybe he can straighten it out and get you some part.
1: And uh, also, yeah. uh, we want to make sure everybody remembers that February 26th, Anime's X's cover of Strawberry Fields Forever by the uh, Beatles is coming out. Uh, did somebody?
8: Did it right? The yeah, of course, the Beatles did it. And <laughs> 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 uh, you know. the other thing is, uh, is that uh, if for, for the foundation, the Let Me Help Inc. which is a great foundation of John's uh, and we're putting on a whole lot of new shows. So if they keep checking in on that website, uh, which is Let Me Help Inc. is really terrific, you'll see some really good uh, streaming shows.
2: Absolutely. Strawberry Fields is right in Strawberry front of the Dakota where Lauren McCall lived, Peter Allen lived, and John Lennon lived. And they did Strawberry Fields in honor of John Lennon because he was executed right around the corner from the Dakota. So that's what Strawberry Fields. Oh, is I thought the f- song came out before he died. No, no, no. The song came out after he died as a tribute to his death. It was an empty field, and they I've been there a million is times. Is that
8: right, John? Yes. I, I'm not sure of the timing, but he's quite right. That's the field right here in the park.
2: I was there covering it when they first did the strawberries, yeah. And I said, where are the strawberries? I don't see strawberries. <laughs> there weren't I any strawberries. That. I guess everybody was picking them. But I, <laughs> I, I, never I go there quite a lot at Central Park. When I die, I'm going to throw my ashes in the Batista Fountain area. That's where I want to be, in the middle of New York, the fountain.
1: So you guys follow, uh, check out letmehelpinc.org, uh, md25.nyc. Follow John. It's JohnVM1 on Twitter. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. John, we want to thank you for coming on the show.
2: It's a pleasure. And um, So nice,
4: John,
1: um, so nice. And uh, everybody, have a great weekend. We want to thank all our guests, the super group Halloween Jack, John Velasco, and Morgan Fairchild. We had a great show. We enjoyed it, and we'll see everybody next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, John. S- Stay safe.
7: Thank you.
4: Bye, Thanks. Bye. Thanks. bye bye. Yeah, we in a mix. Oh.